welcome to Crit Apocalypse episode 104. Is that 103. Right? 103. Jesus. Slightly more dignified affair than normal. Yeah. Is it? I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. So this is Crit Apocalypse episode 103 this week, and how you doing? What you been up to? Anything new? Any news? No. Nah. Cool. Anything coming up that you're excited about? Nah. Cool. Alright, so uh, what do we do here, Ant? No idea. I mean, any input whatsoever into the process? I don't know, man. That's right, so what we do each week is we review games and films, four things each. We take it in turns, and then by the end we uh, come out with a little bit more understanding about who we are as people, right? Sure. What are with over there? What's your transformer? What's his name? I don't fucking know. He's a minicon. <laughs> he's got hazmat written on the side, but I think that's just because that's what he is. Oh, right. So he's just a hazmat. Yeah. Just, he's the one that gives all the guys cancer. He's he's hazmat, the radioactive transformer who doesn't have human friends. No. Because they expire quite rapidly. He's rapid. a little minicon, and right. he connects to the Armada Transformers, because that was their whole thing. They connect it to Transformers. Yeah, you, you can plug them onto the Transformers and it'll activate new powers in them. Aren't they all technically Transformers? No, specific Transformers they connect to. Oh, okay. yeah, that's my review of whatever Transformer that is. I've got so many, I don't know their names. Cool. God. All right. Well, that was that was great. All right, so uh, so should we just roll, we'll just jump right into it, shall we? I guess so. Yeah? Have you told people things? Yeah, I've said what we are, what we do, yeah. why we're here. It's a podcast, so I think they know that if they're listening to it. So uh, let's go. I wasn't listening. You're my, you're my, 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 my review. Here's your review, yeah. Cool. All right. So my first review this week. It's very exciting for me. This is very up to date. It's a classic. It's it's very up to date. It's a it's a modern classic, I should say. I've been playing. A lot of Kid Dracula. You're going to really... <laughs> I haven't fucking done enough! Really? Well... Oh, God. Yeah, Kid Dracula. Because I haven't played enough of Alien Blackout still for me to review that properly. So, Kid Dracula, I've completed it a couple of times. Well done. You completed a Game Boy game from 1991. I did. I did. I did. Uh, it's really good. It holds up extremely well. Um, I originally started playing it because I have my Raspberry Pi, so I originally started playing it on my TV, and I was like, this is fun, but I want to take this to the next level, so I put it on my Odroid Go, and I've been playing it every so often, when I get a chance. So you made it smaller? Yeah, well, it doesn't... That's the next level. Yeah, that's the next level. you got to take it. it to the limit, and then you got to take that limit, and <laughs> you reduce down. Just put it back in a bit. You put it back in a bit, you go, you don't get to the limit. I'm going to consider that limit. Take it to the limit, you go full Tom Cruise. You go full Tom Cruise, so you you get smaller. He took Kenny Loggins' advice too seriously. Take take all that power and energy, and you reduce it down in size. And then you got Tom Cruise. I got the soundtracks to um, Kid Dracula. Dracula. Yeah, came on the soundtrack CD that comes with Castlevania Symphony of the Night. has the Kid Dracula music on it. It's all very chirpy, very fun, very nice. Um, I really like it, but it is very much a game of its time. Fuck, marry, kill. Pun? Yeah. It's one of those things where if you just see the sequence of things, you can get through it really easily. Um, but it, it does hold up, like in terms of like the game itself, the music, 
the the fun of it. And also, there is a little bit of replay value. I've, I've played it multiple times. I told you I completed it twice because I'm pro gamer. Pro gamer, Gamergate. Pro Gerald. Gamergate. Pro Gerald, the complete it man. Yeah, the complete it man. Pro Gerald. Gerald? Yeah, pro- professional Gerald. Professional Gerald man. of Rivera. Yeah, Riviera. Everyone knows him from so, YouTube. Uh, so, the story of Kid Dracula. You are a hemorrhagic man. You cannot cannot cut yourself. You're constantly being chased by a vampire. It's pretty great. It's really, really, really good plot. Well, Kid Dracula's literally baby Dracula. I mean, how does Dracula procreate? He was born as a Dracula. He was born as a Dracula. Yeah. Aged enough to be a child. Or yeah. is this like a... Is this like a um, interview of a vampire situation? We got a real Kirsten Dunst on our hand. Mm. Yeah, that'd be sad, wouldn't it? All the all the fun goes out the window when you realise you're actually watching the tragic story of a boy who can't grow up. Anyway, Kid Dracula. If anyone gets the chance to play it, I'd really recommend it. It's on the eShop on the 3DS, so you can get it there, or on the Wii U if you got one of those. Is that still online? It's not on the Wii U. It is on the Wii U. You can mm-hmm. play Game Boy games on the Wii U. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if anyone has a Wii U, get a Switch. Anyway, uh, it, it's it's uh, it's not it's not what I'd say uh, it's not perfect, but none of these games are. Like I said, you can just learn the sequence; it's really easy to get by. But uh, you know what? Real pretty, real nice, real fun. Black and white. Who doesn't like black and white movies? So maybe bring back black and white games. What was that game about the deaf guy that came out recently? People love that. <laughs> Silent Man? Yeah. Slender Dude? Hoodie Man? Do you notice when they released that DLC that added the sound into it so you could get the full story? No one gave a shit. Just no one no one followed up. <laughs> I don't think anyone played it. I think that's the biggest problem. Uh, but yeah, uh, Kid Dracula, get a chance to play it, give it a go. I would give this... Uh, not. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis. And your review. What am I supposed to review? I don't know. When you done. Oh, God. Um, should we just do the um, once on hot, hot on everyone's lips? Okay. Apex Legends. That's a thing that came out this week. Yeah. Yeah, it was a thing that last week. Why are you shut up no about one it? Knew All you about do it. is talk about fucking Fortnite. Fortnite. <laughs> no one cares about Fortnite anymore. It's no. dead. Because Apex Legends is out now, and all the cool kids are playing that. Now it, it's um, it's a right. chance for Respawn to reuse some assets from Titanfall and make a battle royale it's out of it. Just Titanfall. Um, but it works. It's it's good. It's probably the only battle royale I've played that I can stand for more than a few rounds before just not wanting to play ever again. Because um, most battle royales are just miserable affairs. Um, Fortnite had a bit of character to it that helped it. But kids love it. I can't get on with it anymore. It's just too much going on. Look, right, if I can't swear on a game well. without being banned because it's apparently a PJ, fuck mm. you, you stupid fucking cunts. You Grow can up. swear on Fork Knife. You can swear on Fork Knife? Yeah, if you want to, yeah. But um, Apex Legends, it sort of differs. It's team-based, isn't it? And uh, it's all about keep working as a team, reviving your teammates, actually keeping them alive. There's, you know, It's got a lot less chance of just going out and dying instantly unless you're stupid enough to run off on your own. Instead of staying with the team. Hey, Matt. What's up? Are you having a go at me about the way I play this game? Yeah. Look, clearly I'm the best player, and I need to separate myself from the others, because they're only dragging me the fuck down. You're supposed to stay with them. What? 
your skills work together. Like, you know, you can do stuff to help each other. You can pop a shield down or make a rope swing thing, a rope wire for people to zip along. It's a lot of working together in that game, but it's it's really good stuff. Um, came down to the last couple of teams a few times on it and yeah. working together. Yeah. Um, the microtransaction stuff's a bit sort of frigging everywhere. There's like there's so much of it. Like it starts you off with like next to with nothing. Um, but yeah, there's no way to actually like unlock it all for free. You run out of loot boxes eventually. Mm-hmm. You only get loot. You, like, I think your level kit caps at like level 100 or something. You don't get a loot box every time you level up. So, yeah, there's no way of actually unlocking everything for free. You're going to have to splash some cash if you want to. Um, I imagine they'll probably chuck in a regeneration thing in there, won't they? Like Titanfall has, you know, what they call it, prestige mode or whatever. Yeah, whatever. They'll probably do that eventually. Um, bums. But, um, yeah, like, like some people are going, oh, what's the point if it hasn't got Titans in it? It's, it's a different game. Fuck it. It would be nice if they had Titans. Yeah, but... It's not that important. You'd have to have a completely different map for it. Like, you know, it's a different thing. I'm more missing the not being able to run along walls and stuff. I feel like that could be something they could give a character as their own, like, like their own, uh, sort of, what do you call it? What do you call skills that aren't, act- that are just passive, passive skill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. You yeah, there you go. Got, got it in the end. Yeah. Like, they could, they could put a pilot character <coughs> in there, couldn't they? And have his passive skill being able to be able to run along walls and double jump. And It'd be nice like if you could do that stuff because it feels like the map's mm. made for that. There's little bits where you could definitely like leap around between things. Yeah. It's like a lot of those games; everything's a bit spread out all over the place in places. I do like those little zip lines you can grab hold of that fling you into the air, so you can launch yourself and fly to another part of the map, mm. glide along and stuff. Um, I would say one thing: some things I find it's pretty tricky sometimes when you drop in to find loot. There's like that doesn't seem to always... You seem to have a hard time finding any weapons sometimes. They seem to have had an issue with spawning guns near the rele- relevant ammo as well. Yeah. You often find like tons of ammo and there's no gun there. And yeah. it's not like someone came along and just grabbed, grabbed the gun and fucked someone off and ran off. I think they should do something just to break with the trend of Battle Royale games is give every character their own unique pistol. Mm. Like, just to start with. And it's not and don't make it like some flashy do-everything pistol that you're going to use instead, but something that's like designed for the character... But you could replace it with like a better gun. Like a stun gun. gun or something stupid like that, so that you can still be an offensive player mm. if you... Well, not offensive. I don't mean go around saying slurs and shit, but you can still be an offensive player in the terms of, like, you could zap someone your mates could come in and finish them off. Yeah. You know, something that... Give Gibraltar a really basic two-shot shotgun that, like, you know... No, because that'd be... That'd be it'd take a while to reload, you know but... how hard it is to balance shotguns in these games in the first place. You yeah, people make it so it's basically you have to get right up close to do any damage. I would, I would do give something someone like, a give everyone basic a knife. pistol. Just give everyone a knife. Yeah. Give everyone the ability to get a one-shot kill if they can sneak up on someone. Because yeah. there's so many opportunities to sneak up on people and then you've got that really yeah, shit that. punch. The punch is weak. But it's I'll crap. just say you give them a gun that's unique to each character so they've got a bit more of their character in how you interact with the world. Because they're blatantly going after the Overwatch-style oh, yeah, you know, character it's, stuff. It yeah. stinks of Overwatch. Yeah. It smells like Overwatch. But the whole thing with Overwatch, underwear. your main way of interacting with the world in a game like Overwatch is shooting things. Oh, shooting things. Yeah. And every character has a unique gun the that kid, represents their character in Overwatch. The kid who would be king is out next week. Yeah, great. Awesome. Don't care. <laughs> Just stop looking at your phone. Put your phone down. But how am I meant Child, to... Child. What? Put your phone down. Supposed to be doing a podcast. I am doing a podcast. Aunt Jesus, will you do the podcast? Put that down. Or <laughs> right, I'm putting it down. But anyway, <laughs> I am so cruel. 
Apex Legends is out now. It's free to play or about 700 quid if you want to buy everything. I played it and it's a game. Yeah, you're really <laughs> bad at it though. Cause you I keep... am fucking shit at it. Yeah, because you keep even running off. I, even if I stay with people, I'm shit at it. Yeah. I'm really good at Titanfall. Like, I usually... It's not Titanfall. That's the problem, though. Because Titanfall 2, like, there are matches where it's, like, 20, 20 kills, 2 deaths, and shit like that. Like, I've had spectacular runs on that game. And then I go play Apex Legends, and I'm like, I've got them lined up one bit. It's the exact same guns. And then I get shot. It's all the same guns from Titanfall. Yeah, but health's done differently, mm. and the way it chips away, and also shot, like... It yeah, you seem can't like... just kill people really quickly, so you have to actually be good. Well, no, it's not just that you can't kill people really quickly. Like, machine guns don't fire the same way, recalls change. It's a, it is a completely different game, you're right. It's used. <laughs> it's using a lot of the assets from Titanfall, mm. but it's completely reshaped them, which is upsetting to me, because I'm really good at Titanfall. <laughs> Shit, you're terrible at Titanfall. I looked up your stats, you're terrible. <laughs> You've been stalking my stats. You've been know. sneakily weaseling in on my stats. I'm going to buy mm. Titanfall 2 for the PS4 and beat you at it. Huh? No, you're not. Anyway, I'm on the answer, watching the people go. Yeah, everyone's loving Apex Legends now. Ten million players in the first few days, apparently. Ten bajillion players. Yeah. This is what they should be doing with Battle Royales anyway, isn't it? Like, free-to-play is clearly the 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 way to put them out there. Like, the you get PlayerUnknown's Battleground did it big because it was the first one that really went, like, big, wasn't it? So it gets away with charging for it, kind of like how, like... All the MMOs that went Fuck's big got away with subscriptions. I haven't heard yeah. it referred to as player. Un- I haven't heard it referred to as player unknown's battleground in so long that I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." This re- I remember that game. I remember that game. It was if I knew what the fuck you were going on about. Then I realised it took the fucking PUBG. Oh god, the hype of it's just a den of, uh, of villains, isn't it? It's awful. But yeah, it, that's like that got away with charging for stuff. But you want a big player base, you need to you need to go free. Mm. Or you do it in two tiers, like they could have done... No, they should have done with Call of Duty, made that blackout mode a free-to-play mode that people could join in on. Um, I don't know how that's doing now, if people are still playing it. But... Still got quite a few players in there. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of, lot of people jumping in. Um, I, I I, mean, I've been on and off of... I just, I'm not very good at these Battle Royale games. That's something that I've realised. I'm just not good. The problem The problem for me is that... You're not meant to win them. <laughs> yeah, I think that I think that I'm winning if you're not meant to win them. Um, the problem I have is that it's just... it's. <sighs> relies so heavily on on people communicating and then when you do communicate people are just saying shit that is completely don't use different. a microphone you've got the ping thing ping thing yeah just ping, ping things yeah. just ping the thing everyone's fine with that ping the thing I've had no troubles with teamwork and stuff on that game you run along together everything's fine you ride and die together right yeah you ride yeah. And, and you keep shouting at Paul to catch up because he keeps yeah. looking at every loot box and every thing he finds bad boys for life and I'm like Paul we're all over here now he's like oh what are you telling me to pick stuff way. up like not everything. for life. You can't do stuff now. Because we're bad boys for love. That's what you were seeing. No. So they said they're putting another map in it soon, aren't they? They've said there's, like, <coughs> there's a second map going to be added. Ooh, which puts it above Fortnite, I guess. Instantly. That's true, yeah. <laughs> which is still, well, although, although Fortnite, Fortnite changes like, the map all yeah, the time. Yeah, like weird yeah. events and stuff as well. Like... This is the problem. Fortnite isn't a terrible game. The people that made it aren't terrible. They tried making something else. They adapted because PUBG got popular. And then they overtook PUBG because PUBG's a shit stake. Yeah. How is that game like two and a half, three years old now and it still just Just comes across like an early access game? Just does not fucking work. Yeah. And the problem is that you still get the people... Fortnite seems to be that Fortnite has attracted a lot of children. It's being moderated a lot better than PUBG ever was. So you don't get that same... 
fucking gross gamer gator group in there. Mm. And uh, and they're all still in PUBG. Yeah. But the problem is once you fill out all the kids that were playing PUBG and they've got their own game and then you fill out the people that just want to play the game and actually work together. PUBG is just shitty people now for the most part. Yeah. I went on the other day and it was like one of the team matches and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm fucking ready for this. I'm, I'm super in. Like, I dropped in. I was like, you're right, guys. All right, where are we going? What are we doing? And they're like, <laughs> and they're just gay slurs. And then fucking just homophobic Don't shit. Stop using a microphone. <laughs> just homophobic shit for about 15 minutes. And then I got a kill and then I got another kill. And then my own team killed me because I was apparently killing too many people. Really? Yeah. The fuck is that game anymore? I don't know. It's just ridiculous. It's just shit. But Remember the culling? Pardon? Remember the culling? Yeah, the culling was actually good. Yeah. They, like, they reset that. They basically brought back the original game and they took it back oh, to really? the early version. Yeah. Because you remember they did culling too. And yeah, and it was bad. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, and I haven't heard anything from them since they did that because the whole plan was they were going to go back to one of the earlier builds and start going in a different direction. Because the thing was the culling, they went off in this direction that no one really liked. and Well, it was originally a game show it. where you had 20 people got dropped into a thing and you just go at it. You like, try and kill each other. And then the culling steadily went towards this weird, like, neon sort of... No, no, it was always Battle Royale type stuff. It kept pretty much the same, but they, they kept changing how, like, um, attacks worked and how crafting objects worked and all that sort of stuff. And they kept... They kept messing with stuff, and it became a race for whoever could get to the dispensers quick enough. And oh right, yeah, because they changed the way that money worked. I remember that now. And then yeah. the culling two was just, just PUBG, PUBG. Yeah, yeah, literally PUBG. All the character is gone from it. When your game's so bad that you aspire to be PUBG, I think that you no longer can be counted as a games developer. You're just you're just essentially a fucking shit swallow. Yeah, at least they weren't um, fucking radical heights. Radical Heights wasn't a bad idea. It was just, they'd been working on the game longer than PUBG, and they just took, they, weren't they? They were like, they were no, they that, had a different game, remember? What was the other They had game? that other game that no, that no one played. What was the other game? I can't fucking remember its name. Oh, and they shut it down, yeah. and then they released Radical Heights, and apparently they had only literally made it in like two months. Oh, really? Yeah. No, and they're like, because the thing is, the other game didn't do very well, because it was another character-based shooter in a, Market for the oh, character shooters, yes. and then they went and friggin' did a battle royale. In yes, a yeah, fuck. Like, you did have lawbreakers. To... Yeah, that's it. Lawbreakers, which was meant to be free. It to play. It was good, apparently. Everyone yeah, said... apparently it was really good. Yeah. But it was meant to be free to play. No, it was always like a retail thing. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, they just did the same thing. And the thing is, is like unless you're pretty exceptional, you're you can't you can't launch it in early access. You have to you have to make the game from the start. Yeah, so why blackouts working? And Fortnite worked because it was already... They had a fully fleshed out gameplay mechanic already in place. And they just adapted that. And so it was solid from the start. That's what you got to do. And this, this friggin' Apex Legend comes out and no beta tests. No one knew about it. And it's running perfectly fine. I've had like next to no issues. The worst issue I've had is sometimes when you left the game, it kicked me back to the main menu. I've had a couple of issues with servers, but I think that's based on the people that are like... So you know how you've always got someone who's like um, hosting the game? Probably, maybe. Like any multiplayer game, you've got a host and you've got participants. If the host is someone who's got shit internet, then you tend to get like juddery. I've had no troubles with that. No, I've had yeah. troubles with that. But I've been playing, been playing on PS4 and Xbox. And I, I think I've mostly had on the PS4. You sure enough. Stan wasn't chewing through the wires? I'm 100 percent sure. He's chewing through your wires. Stan, the love of my life, Stan, my little, my little Daegu buddy. No, he hasn't been chewing the wires. He's chewed through your wires. He's chewed through one of my wires. Wireless. I found it the other day. 
Um, I'm not going to be able to play the Wii U for a little while, which is why I mentioned it earlier. <laughs> I need to buy a new power adapter for oh, one of the parts of it. <laughs> this is the thing I always forget, is that you've got a power adapter for the console and then the gamepad as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, did you forget about that as well? Yeah, it's over there. I've got the power adapter for the controller there. <laughs> And the console and the one for the back. Console over there. And the problem is that the console leave won't work plugged unless, in. Yeah, the console won't work unless the gamepad's charged. Yeah. Because I tried using my Pro Controller to play something the other day. It didn't fucking have any of it. Yeah. Anyway, you review something. I am going to review a thing. Oh, Apex Legends I've been playing as well. I just... Yeah, it's free, isn't it? So you can't really fucking go wrong. Um, okay, okay, okay. I see what we're doing now. I see what we're doing. I'm in the flow of things. So I played a, a really, really recent game. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's pretty popular. Not as popular as Apex Legends. I'll say that. But it's pretty popular. I played Donut County. I've been playing the most recent games I could. Right? Donut County, more like. County. Well, okay. So I bought Donut County. And um, I, I'm going to admit I got it really cheap on GMG or one of those sites. I can't remember which one. I got it super cheap and uh, and uh, fucking two hours of my life just disappeared. Green Man Gaming's fine. They actually they they they're the one that gets the legit codes. They're not like G two A, which it might be G two A. Is friggin' selling stolen codes. Half oh the time. right, yeah, it might be G two A. Who yeah. knows? Anyway, so Donut County is just really fucking charming and fun. It's a puzzle mm. game in which you control a hole and you have to basically make the hole big enough. It expands. Wait, a raccoon so. controlling the hole. Yeah, you got a raccoon who controls the the hole with an app on his phone. And you have to eat stuff to make the hole bigger. And as the hole gets bigger, you can mm. suck up more and more stuff. You have to do it in the right order. And there are some mm. little puzzle, like, well, it is a puzzle game. So there's like things like, um, there's a level where there's water mm. and you have to, you fill the water, you fill the whole water and you can't collect anything because it just floats on top. So you have to work out where to empty the water. And there's a bird that tips, like one of those keyboard birds. Yeah. And if it tips, it drinks the water. The one that managed the Homer's nuclear power plant. Yeah, that's once. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it's it's just fun. It's charming. The graphics are... There's something really nice about cel-shaded graphics where you don't have the lines, where you don't have the borders to everything. Yeah. And it looks really sweet. It's very, very cute. Have you read the item descriptions? No. The item descriptions are fucking hilarious. I haven't read any of them. I've, just... I, I, I was... You know when like you're playing a game and you just keep going to the next level? It felt almost like a mobile game because mm. I wanted to continue... No, go go to the descriptions. Just read them. The descriptions are freaking brilliant. They're, oh, really? they're like they're written from the raccoon's perspective, and they're all just <laughs> oh, like right. he fucking hates everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's. I, I mean, I recommend it's on PS4 now as well on an Xbox One, and I think uh, it's on Switch, or at least it's coming to Switch. Or it's something. coming to Switch. It might, um, I think actually, it might be might be on Switch from the start. Oh really? I um I played it on my laptop, which was fine, and I wondered if I could get it to work on the Surface Free. And it works fine on the Surface Free as well, so it's nice nice to know that it's like it's a very versatile game in terms of what it will run on, and it runs really nicely. It's a simple little thing, isn't it? Yeah. The graphics aren't bad, though. It's a bit Katamari-ish. Yeah. The graphics aren't bad at all, though. And also, the puzzles are really nice. There's some really cool <coughs> cool ideas. Also, the idea of shoving everything in a hole. Well, there's a, there's one where you get a campfire, and the campfire goes in, and then there's a fruit stand near it, and sweet corn. Mm. So you take that in. And it starts shooting popcorn out. Oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah, the fire. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, yeah, it's uh, a really good game. Um, and I think it's the return of a simpler type of gaming, because it's not 
It's not something I've seen a concept like that that works so well on anything outside of mobile gaming. Really. The thing is, it's like it's been 15 years since the first Katamari Damacy came out, yeah. which is nuts. Yeah. Um, and you're getting all the games now from people who played that as a kid. Yeah, and that's that is true. that game is blatantly friggin' Katamari Damacy influenced. It's very influenced, yeah. But um, I would still say that it's it's its own creature. You don't yeah. think too much about Katamari Damacy where you're. But it's all about like cleaning stuff up, and that's what Katamari is. It's, it's like you're cleaning up and invite. You're not you. You okay? You're a destructive, natural, unnatural disaster. Yeah, you're a kaiju in that game. Yeah, essentially, yeah. But um, the whole thing of Katamari Damacy is your aim is to clean everything up. That's is to true. collect up everything. That's true, and that's like. Like I, it, it goes all the way back to Tetris. The whole idea of cleaning yeah. stuff Tetris in your brain. You get start. You get games like friggin' uh, what's that one where you're going around friggin' cleaning up the scenes after first person shooter killing sprees. <laughs> oh, um, Viscera clean up department. Yeah, yeah. Viscera clean up detail. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah which is genius. And well, they did that I, mod for Shadow Warrior, didn't they? Where you yeah. could go into the levels. I was surprised <laughs> you didn't. Um, Should have done that for Doom. You didn't mention um, what was the the dust mm. dust something dust fighters dust. Dust Bashers DX or whatever it was. No idea. No, there's some weird 2D indie game from like four or five years ago where you basically had a broom and you had to speed run through levels where you had to clean the floor. <laughs> nice. And it was really fun. Uh, but yeah, you're. Oh, um, I've got to give it a score. I give it a. Give it Bill a. Bill Ted's Bogus Journey. I give it a. Following the Bill and Ted free Twitter. No. There's an official Bill and Ted free Twitter. Oh, I, follow, I follow Alex Winter, so I'll find out eventually. I've seen uh, him. Pardon? I met him. I've seen him. He was... I spoke to him on Twitter. It's nice. Cool. I met him. He's, he's nice. a nice guy. Looks uh, exactly he, the same. He came back to me. Well, no, he's wider. Yeah, well, he's 40 something. He's almost 50. No, yeah. I think he's over 50 now. Um, God, I give this a. Matthew Martin. Yeah, you should give it a Mr. Oreo. Yeah. The raccoon. I, I actually give it a Matthew Modine. No, Mr. Oreo, the I'm raccoon. Gonna it, yeah, I'm going to give it a Matthew Modine. The raccoon that Rocket Raccoon was based on. Mr. Oreo is dead. Died you must get week. over this. We could have been a tribute to him. A tribute to Mr. Oreo? Yeah. The Oreo tribute hour. The should best we, raccoon should ever. Start, should we start now? Should we, should we name our fun facts about... We'll do fun facts about What's raccoons now raccoon? every so often. I'll tell you what. We're going to do that. So now through the rest of the episode, this is the Mr. Oreo tribute hour. Um, but it's only half hour because I think that we're halfway through. So what we're going to do is every so often we come up with a fun fact about raccoons. And your review. And your review. And, and, Raccoons and have human hands. Your review. <laughs> they got tiny human hands. Shut No, they don't. They have weird, they have like... They have hands. tiny human hands. Okay. All right. Come on, your review. Anyway, um, right. So I review a thing. Yeah. Um, Pool Panic. The fuck is Pool Panic? Pool Panic is a game that's only, it was, I think it's, it might still be, only £3 something on Switch. It was on sale. Yeah. Um, it's published by Adult Swim Games and no one fucking played it. Came out last year. Just oh. never heard a thing about it. Vanished. Never had an idea. Um, I played it. The game's fucking nuts. So it's basically like, you know, pool. You're aware of the game, pool. Yeah. The bar game, right? Yeah. It's like that, but fucking demented. Do you remember when you played, um, Jimmy White's World in Snooker, Archer McLean's pool in the 90s, the snooker game? And if you left it for a while, the little pool balls would pull a face. I feel like you had a different childhood to me. They're very good games. <laughs> this game is like all the pool balls yeah. have friggin' legs, no yeah. arms, just legs, and a face on them, and they pull weird faces. And your aim is you're the cue ball, and you can make a giant cue ball appear, and you've just got to knock the balls into the hole. But yeah. the red balls are dumb. Red and yellow balls are dumb as bricks, and they will just let you smack into them and mm-hmm. knock them all over the place. 
You have to eliminate all the balls and then get the black the black ball into the hole, the eight ball, whatever. But then gradually as you go along, you start off in like pool ball pool table shaped environments, and then you start going to stuff like camps and parks and mountains and all this sort of stuff. And you start getting introduced to other portal type diverse balls, and they're like different colours. And some of them will jump over you when you try to hit them. Some will actively run away from you. Some of them will get angry and try to twat you and chase after you. And the aim is to try and clear the pool table in as few shots as possible, as quick as possible. There's like four trophies to get on the level. One's for clearing all of them, which is the main objective, is to clear them all and pocket the eight ball. One's for like a high score or something. One's for doing it quickly and doing the least shots possible. So it's got a real good puzzle element if you're really quick. You know, you can trick shot the shit out of it and yeah. clear the table in like four shots and you'll be amazing. But sometimes it's like 12 balls to try and knock away. Um, if you fall down the pocket, a giant sock pulls you out for some <laughs> reason. Um, but it's it's just completely demented. You go to like a campsite and if you're not quick enough, a coach turns up and more balls get off the coach <laughs> and start bothering you. So, so you have to clear them as well. I'm going to interrupt for just a second. Did you know that raccoons are, are named by the Aztecs and their original name was... Mapa Chitili, or Chitli. Yeah, I think we perfected that name. Who, and that means, in Mayan, one who takes everything in its hands. And today's Mapeche means raccoon in Spanish. Hmm. Continue. I would have thought if it meant Trash Panda. I mean, that would have been yeah, fucking Trash hilarious. Panda would be great, but, uh, but no, it doesn't. Pool Panic. Um, it's demented. When you finish a level, your pool ball floats through space and he sings a song. He likes going blah, blah, blah. Like that as you're flying through space. And I like that. That was, that's fun. Um, and it looks, it looks like something that's designed by the, by the uh, makers of regular show. Like it oh, really right. has that weird aspect to it. That's pretty cool. Um, it's all comic booky style and they got crazy faces. Like they look like the friend of friggin' what's his face? The, Who's the guy with the massive head in freaking regular show? Oh, um, fuck. You know what I mean? It's been so long since I've yeah. watched regular show. Imagine him, but he's got no body or arms. He's just got legs coming out of his giant head. And he's running around. But, um, yeah, it, it's great. And if it's still a few quid on Switch, buy it. If not, just buy it anyway, because, you know, like, devs need to eat. But it's kind of weird playing out swim game. It's, like, perfectly fine for kids. And, uh, it's like, you know, no one played it. No one pays attention to Adult Swim. They release some weird stuff. Like they do, they do like they do some really good stuff. Like they had that Surgeon Simulator series they kept releasing games for. Yeah, they did like years ago. They did that unicorn shoot 'em up oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but there, it's good. They were going to release that Deathlock game, weren't they? The Metalocalypse game, and it got cancelled. They keep cancelling shit when it yeah. comes to metal. I guess it's rights when it comes to music and stuff. Because so many in- instrumentalists are involved, aren't they? Mm. No, no, uh, pool panic. Good, sh- good shit. Okay, let me interrupt for just a second. Uh, well, you get on with your review. You're uh, interrupting your own review now. A raccoon named Rebecca once occupied what house, Ant? Can you guess where, where it occupied? What? Can you guess where the raccoon Rebecca lived for a brief time? It's a very famous house. That's right, the White House. Oh. Calvin Coolidge... He, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't rare for raccoon meat to be appearing on Americans' tables at the time, but after he met the, met the lovable creature, he decided to adopt her. Yeah. And she would often walk with him around, she had her own engraved collar, took part in the Easter egg roll a few times, 
and also walked around the White House grounds with him. Yeah. At the time, Cameron Coolidge also had a bobcat, a goose, a donkey, two lion cubs, an antelope, and a wallaby. Well, Donald Trump doesn't like dogs. Donald Trump doesn't like dogs because he's a cunt. Anyway. Can't my... trust somebody who doesn't like dogs, man. Can't trust anyone who doesn't like dogs. Yeah. They're the fucking best. Yeah. Uh, okay, so my next review this week is going to be... Uh, I haven't reviewed Velvet Buzzsaw yet, have I? No. Velvet Buzzsaw! So you went and reviewed Kid Dracula, though. I know, great, isn't it? Yeah. I feel like we need to get into that retro gaming market. Yeah. Um so yeah, Velvet Bob's stalling now. Velvet Buzz I'm stalling because I fucked up. It's like tripping up and then doing a cartwheel for sixteen minutes. Doing a cartwheel down some stairs. Face fast. Anyway, so Velvet Buzzsaw is a movie uh, that dips its toe in horror, but is mostly a satirical look at the art world. Arse world. In a world where art isn't really uh, considered a valuable asset. Instead, what's valuable are the opinions of others based on that art. Ooh, can you, can you tell what it is yet? Yeah. Um... The story's uh, about an assistant to a big art dealer who happens upon some paintings in an old man's house after he's deceased. Sorry, flat. After he's deceased, she sees him die, notices his cat, follows the cat into the house. She knows all these paintings everywhere. But, uh, these spectacular paintings that um very, very skilled. Um, so she gets all her art colleagues in. So one person who's an art dealer makes an exclusive do well. She does anyone move the body? No. Uh, she has a she has a do not complete compete clause. I'm sure about that running through the whole film. They just so, they deal with the art and everything. It's just moldy. Everyone's just forgetting about the body. Um, but basically, there was a do not complete compete clause in her contract to work there. So she has to really make a deal with the art house that she works at. Uh, she does so, and then the art starts getting sold off. They get Jake Gyllenhaal involved, who's introduced in the beginning of the movie, and he's sort of our main character. He's an art, um, an art critique critic who uh, decides what's in and what's not, and that that creates value to it. So a lot of like the big hot selling paintings, he very highly rates, and then people go out and buy them. Um, so he, uh, as I said, he's 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 almost our our, our protagonist in the in the film. Um, and he, he starts looking to the history of this man, finds out some nefarious end, ends of, of sort of met some of the people he's come in contact with. And, and eventually they come to believe in the curse. Mm-hmm. Now, the curse is that it, because he, the old man whose name is, um, Dietz, the old man Dietz, requested that all the paintings be destroyed on his death. But that didn't happen. Instead, the art critics started trying to make money from it, which was exactly the opposite of what he wanted. Now, fun fact. Um, so raccoons are among them among the rarer species that have that've actually benefited from the spread of humans. Populations mm-hmm. in North America have skyrocketed, skyrocketed the past several decades, and this is despite the destruction of much of the animal's natural environment. Raccoons are adaptable enough to thrive in rural, urban, and suburban environments. In the forest, raccoons eat birds, insects, fruit, nuts, and seeds, while in residential areas they scavenge for garbage and pet food. So Anyway, Velvet Buzzsaw. Um, and Much because like he, Gyllenhaal. because he requested to have everything destroyed, he sort of haunts paintings now. And people get killed by art installations. Even if they're not Dietz's art, it's, it essentially gets possessed by his spirit and then kills the people. Mm. You know, one of the, one of the more memorable, and I don't think this is a spoiler because it happens fairly early on in the film. Uh, you remember the, the main guy from Power Rangers? The one who played, Billy. 
not him, but an actor looks very much like him is in this, and he gets killed by monkeys. It's a really, really shit. Made you know, a Power Rangers film. Yeah. Oh, you mean the guy who was in Stranger Things? Yeah. Or, yeah, that was, but was not Jason. Him. Someone who looked very similar to him. Oh. Um, <laughs> so it's irrelevant. And there's a yeah. painting of a bunch of monkeys that are sort of all like gabbering about having a monkey in time. And the guy goes in and he's like trying to put some water because his clothes suddenly caught fire. It's a big thing. Fire is a very big theme throughout this because at the time of his death, Dietz was trying to burn his own paintings and people were trying to work out why. And I think it's because he was aware that there was already a curse to them. There's a cost to the art. Um, But this guy, this guy gets burned and and he's washing, he's washing his wounds and he sees the painting and suddenly all these monkey arms come out and they rip him apart. And then, and then, you know, and then I give the film a very strong. I'm glad he got ripped apart. Yeah. Um, It's not gory. It's not really a horror a lot of the time. I think there are a couple of jumpy bits in there, but for the most part, it is just, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's not spectacular, but it's not terrible. And if you've got Netflix, again, it's one of those films that... That's the problem. It's, it's so hard to review Netflix shit because you're if you're already paying for a subscription, then it's like saying, this is a good thing on a thing that you're already paying for, so why not watch the good thing? You don't have to watch Netflix 24-7. I don't watch Netflix yeah, you do, you, I don't you do. watch Netflix 24-7. I'm not watching Netflix right now. I'm watching Netflix. You've probably got, yeah, you've got Netflix. No, I'm not fucking watching Netflix now. You've got Star is Born paused on there. No, that's the problem. It's it's can't been go two it's been really now. Netflix heavy this last like few months because you've got things like Kingdom, you've got stuff like this that I was looking forward to. Kingdom, oh, that was the one with the Great Wall of Japan in it, wasn't it? Great Wall of Japan. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. Anne. How cleverly remembered of you. Fuck you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, film impossible. It's it's. Uh, I don't. I, was it Dan Gilroy directed it, wasn't it? Yeah, probably. The guy did Nightcrawler. Yes, it was, yeah. Mm. It's his second film. It is. Made two more films than you. And it's great. Uh, I give it a Jake Gyllenhaal. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's Jake. pretty good. It's convenient. Yeah. Not a Rene Russo. No. Or John she... Malkovich. No, because John Malkovich has gone a bit weird. He's just in everything now. I think he's going to be Me too soon. Yeah. You get that feeling? Because he's getting a lot of work in, isn't he? Yeah. He's got a lot of work and he's worried. God, that's going to be awkward in uh, 96 years when they release that 100 years film. <laughs> I forgot about that fucking film. Mm. The one that, Robert Rodriguez. The car manufacturer. No, it's Robert Rodriguez directed it. Yeah, but wasn't it a car manufacturer that had it? Wasn't it like... One no one's really... got it. It's in a safe. Like, no one's seen it. Isn't it like a really weird circumstance where a car manufacturer paid to have it made and they were like, in 100 years, we'll release this? Maybe. It's probably an advert, isn't it? Yeah. It's going to be an advert for about 15 minutes. How long is the film? I don't know. It's not no a feature knows. length film. No one's seen it. It's coming out on November 18th, 2115. Oh, can't wait to see it. Yeah. Anyway, should I review something? Yeah, it's your review, Ant. Fine. You want to get your trash panda fact out of the way? I don't. I don't. I don't have one just yet for you, but you yeah, can... You can put your phone down. No, you start stop. Review. No, look. look you wanted to, you wanted to memorialise memorial, Mr. Oreo. I'm giving you what you wanted, right? You don't ask for something if you don't want it, and I know you want it. Okay. I bet Mr. Oreo will get me too soon as well. Probably. I like Oreos. Yeah, so do I. Right. So, I watched Battle Angel Elite, Elite Battle Angel. Did you? Yeah, I'm taking one of your reviews from you, bitch. Fuck's sake. Anyway, you went to see Lego Movie 2. Whatever, I haven't got that. Anyway, Elite Battle Angel. Um, That's a really fucking good film. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Um, It feels like I watched an entire series of an anime. Because, <laughs> <It does. laughs> my God, it went through a lot. It went through, it went through like the first four books of the comic. It went, the through, manga. No, it went through like three and a half, didn't it? Because they had... Thing. 
because the rollerball stuff in the comics isn't so prevalent until like the motorball is literally the fourth book. Yeah, that's the fourth book. But, um, but I, I think that they missed out on. It's basically the first four books. Okay. Yeah, yeah seriously, it's the because the, the the anime that was on like made in like nineteen ninety that I used to watch. It's like a one-off thing. It was like a just released on video. Yeah, it was that's just like the, the first story three. And the kid. It was the first three parts. Yeah. Um, they've mixed it up a bit in this, and it's like it's weird. It's it's really true to the anime in a lot of ways, the manga more specifically. Um, but I guarantee there's going to be nerds who are going to complain because they changed a bunch of stuff. They did. But it's that stuff that you know nerds seem to think is more important than the actual story and the characters. Tits. Yeah. Like, like an example of things they've changed in it. Like the main character, he's not called Daisuke Ido. Because he's not Japanese in this. Yeah. He's called Dyson Edo, which is a nice reference to Terminator. Yep. Um, it was written by James Cameron, wasn't it? Directed by Robert Rodriguez. I it was a nice mention to uh, to the Dyson owner. Yeah, vacuum cleaner. James yeah. Dyson. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they did nice little things like that. It's all simple stuff. Um, like, Alita's name is Lita only in the um, westernised versions of it. She's called Gally in the original one. Do you know that... Um, she wasn't named after his daughter in the originals. It was you know? his cat. Yeah, his cat. And I'm pretty because sure the cat dies the same way. The reason it was, <laughs> no. the reason it was his cat instead of humans is they wanted to emphasise on the fact that biological matter, like actual cats, hmm. were very highly regarded because you couldn't yeah. get them anymore in the future. Obviously, they, they bypassed this. You don't really see any animals in this. It's do little you? doggy. You see the little dog. And you see yeah. the robot dogs, but you don't really see any other no, animals. And also, the the little dog, it's alluded to that that may be a robot because it recognises the guy, doesn't it? I mean, dogs recognise people. Yeah, no, but when I say it recognises Oh, he goes guy, over to the dog. Yeah, he goes over yeah. to the robotic dog owner, doesn't he? Yeah, he so looks it's a bit like, like a freaking, like, um, what's his name? Freaking Tom Selleck. No, it's not Tom <laughs> Selleck. It's, um, it's uh, Lapidus. Yeah. It's um, Lapidus from, from Lost. What's his no. name? It's, uh, anyway, you know who I'm talking about, yeah. don't you? Anyway, um... Yeah, film basically great. Like doctor finds a body in a like carcass of a a cyborg in a in a trash pile. Jeffy, it's Jeffy. Oh, yeah, Did, I recognised him immediately because it was just the top of his head. Yeah, yeah. But they um, yeah, he finds an android, rebuilds it, gives it a body that was meant for his daughter. Except it, originally it was a entirely new body he'd made for it. Yeah. Um, but I like gives, the connection it gives they give. Their legs and the arms. I mean, never had a daughter in the original comic. No, no, I know, but in this, he gives her the legs and the arms from the body he was making. Well, most of the body. It's literally only her, like, top part of her chest and her head is oh, all yeah, left, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's practically the entire body. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I like that connection because the whole thing's got this whole thing in Alita is that it's about, like, a teenage girl growing up. And that's what they're doing here. The changing in the body partway through the film is her growing up. And it literally, like, makes her taller. <laughs> But I kind of liked how it was all structured and everything. It's got that James Cameron five-act structure going on. It was written by him and everything, so there's why. Um, this is the film he probably should, was meant to have made after Titanic. I remember Barry Norman talking about this yeah. after Titanic. But I think if this was made in 1999, there's no way even James Cameron would have made it look like this. Um, well, did you not see the... Uh, they did like, some test footage and it looked like shit. Mm, but it, well, it was test footage, isn't it? <laughs> That's the point of it, test footage. Yeah, but like... It, it just even figured out what like not to do and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but um, they did a fantastic job of it. I love how true it is to the feel of the comics and everything, and how it's really fucking violent. Like, I know a lot of it's like robots getting sliced apart, but for even for a twelve certificate, it's really graphic mm. in some parts. And the fucking memo from Bumblebee gets like sliced in half. Spoilers. Um, yeah, you know the guy, his friend, uh, Hugo's friend. Yeah, yeah, it's memo from Bumblebee. Same guy. Um, oh. Yeah, 
you know, the boyfriend, well, it's not boyfriend character, but sort of love interest. Sort he of. actually looks really different in this. He yeah. looks quite fucking Same hefty, guy. doesn't he? But um, there's a lot of cameos that are, are uncredited in this as well. Like freaking Joy Courtney is yeah. in there in one shot because he's a character that appears later in it. And there's, um, I won't spoil who the bad guy, the main, the actual <laughs> over the top bad guy I kept seeing his above. fucking face and I kept thinking that looks just like, and for a long Don't time. Don't spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it, but for a long time I thought it was... Um, it's one of those things we just... Peter... Go, oh. I thought it was Brent Spiner for a while. <laughs> I See, no, it was... the Who's the Russian dude who's in everything? Oh, Peter Stormare. Peter Stormare. I thought it was Peter Stormare. That'd Stormet. be amazing. Because it looked like yeah. him, didn't it? That's the hair. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. yeah, but the cast is freaking dense. Like, Mashar Ali's in it. Jennifer really Connelly's still Jennifer Connelly amazing. Just, she looks amazing, but she doesn't want to be in this. She's she? great. I yeah. love Jennifer Connelly. You get friggin' uh, what's his face, Christoph Waltz. He's he's on point again. Yeah, he's great. He's always good. You can rely on him. That's not true. He's reliable. Green Hornet. Green Hornet's fantastic. He's fucking amazing <laughs> in Green. <laughs> I can't believe I bought you that for your birthday. You still haven't watched it. I've watched it multiple times. I haven't watched that copy. Oh right. But I've seen Green Hornet multiple times. Oh, okay. All right. Um, no, Christoph Waltz. He's 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 really good. He's really charming. Well. Really sweet. Yeah. Like he falls so easily into that old man role that when it comes to the hunter it doesn't come killer, across too much like he's trying to be a dad at no. times he like he's blatantly being protective of her but only because like if that body falls apart you're fucked and then they find the other body but the other body is like this one's built for battle and it's like the symbol of you growing up you'll be more capable of doing things now and if I let you have this bigger this uh, you know advanced body Mm. It, you might give in to your urges to battle more because she has got the drive to fight and that's yeah. like all in there I'm trying to remember like in the anime I remember it being very flat as a delivery when it came to Ido mm. so it was almost more like curious mm. as to what was going on and what she was like the Erm stuff isn't even in the first anime film I don't think uh, the war it mentions the war and all that sort of stuff it was on yeah. Mars in the you know the bit where you see the moon yeah. it's on Mars in the comic she lived on Mars oh, yeah. Um but yeah, the anime. You remember the anime ending with her charging up the cable to go to go and grab Hugo. She's no, she's just gonna bust into the overhead oh, city, okay. which was. Uh, See, I remember Hugo I, does start. Yeah, he, yeah, I remember Hugo Hugo's happens, death. Yeah. It's way worse in the fucking comics as well. <laughs> he doesn't get that like final goodbye. Yeah, she's torn asunder. Yeah, but um, but he's mad in the comics. Like in this, he's not insane. No, he's just sort of wakes. They definitely up gave like, it a little bit of that American teen yeah. movie feel to it. I'm fine with that. I, I had um, no problem with that. I, yeah. I think that the I think that there I can't a- believe people are giving it bad reviews though. How mixed the reviews are because. Like even if you don't like that romance stuff, the action is fucking fantastic. It looks brilliant the whole way through. This was the thing that I said to you when I came back from watching it the other day. Mm. Was it does it falls very slightly into that Transformers hole? Nah, it's fine because you can see what's happening. Well, you can, but when it comes to the rollerball stuff, when everything's in motion and they're like tumbling over each other, yeah, you watched it in three D. So. I did watch it in three D. Yeah, so you're gonna have the image so breaking I had up like I had fucking depth. crazy. I had crazy amounts of depth. Shut up! I knew what was going on, where it was. I might see it again. I like that motorball bit. That was quite cool. I liked the, all the sequences. I didn't and... like. I didn't like the fact that they were like. Um... No, they used it earlier on in the film to show her becoming more outgoing. Yeah, that's the part I didn't like. Was the was the first showing of it? That's good. No, when you see her at the start and they're like playing it in the alley. Yeah, that's what I didn't like because it was like but that's important. It's her growth, <laughs> character growth. Man, learn some character I liked, growth. I, I really secret really, sports movie. That's what it's I. I really liked the um, Ed Screen. He's great. Ed Screen's really good in this. Yeah. Um, at first, Ed's I thought Green. Lee Pace was going to be. I thought it was Lee Pace for a second. Then I was like, "Oh wait, no." Ed Screen is. Look at him. He's another person who's, who's fast becoming someone I like in films because he's um, be more stuff. Man. I didn't. I don't know if you had the story about Hellboy. 
Oh yeah, he gave up the role because yeah. he, re- he didn't realise the character was Asian. Yeah, in the Ed Screen got off and he was the just role like, within Hellboy, what? which is no. which is quite good exposure for him. Yeah, and, uh, and save him for a sequel if you need the Dark Elves. That's true. Yeah, bring back no, bring back the brothers Gr- Goss, man. <laughs> bring him back in. <laughs> Come Goss. on, Luke Goss can do it. He was so good in Blade Two and yeah, yeah. and, and Hellboy Two. Good in general, he doesn't get to do much though. He doesn't really know. Give him a Marvel job. <laughs> pretty bad he's in those let him be Captain Britain yes no, yes no actually no let him be let him be um, let him be uh, a scree is it a scree a crow crow or cree cree yeah and Jude Law's uh, a cree isn't he but it might be Cap- might be the original I think Captain he might Marvel. Be Marvel yeah I yeah. think he might be Marvel like from what I've seen I think he might be Marvel mm. and I think that if you wanted to bring in his because in the in the comics Marvel has a brother yeah who is like a villain? Everyone's got a brother. It's true. <laughs> um, but anyway, back to Bell Angel. Um, I, I fucking, I loved this. This was this. I said to you after I saw it, I was like, I was like, it's it's a it's a CGI action movie. It's not that C- the people go about CGI and stuff. Characters are CGI. Those sets are fantastic. Also, it's quite smart the way they do. So like, proper sets and. I don't mean to keep Shit. harking on about this, but Aquaman was fuck awful. Oh, and one of the biggest problems about Aquaman is is just all the shit going on and it had no impact and no sound. And like you had people's faces and you had that fake hair effect. It just looks so <laughs> bad. And then you've got this where, you know the massive dude? Yeah. The really big guy? He has clearly just got green screen shit all over his face and his face he's acting and they just CGI onto that like CGI construct. That bit when, it's, when they're in the alley and you see like a guy who's like way bigger than yeah. anyone else and I was like that's fucking anime yeah that's well because I, I want to fist the North Star film like yeah. one day and I what, the only way I'll accept it is if there are people who are like 10 foot tall that'll be their next project now like I want to make a fist the North Star let me make it it'll um, be 10 hours of Gary Daniels going <laughs> <"Aah!"> <laughs> yeah. um, but it was actually like- by Kenshiro probably be rain <laughs> He's so, not Japanese, but so oh, shit, every shot of Aquaman falls flat because it doesn't have the sound mixing everything like this. In this, the fucking sound is incredible. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The fingers. It's when, been the first time I've noticed surround sound going on in yeah, cinema for ages. It's not just that. Oh, like proper the, surround sound. The fucking the sound of that woman's blades where she lifts her hands out. This hmm. isn't this isn't a spoiler. This is one of the characters. The mantis lady. Mantis lady. Yeah. She has like those blades, and when they come out, they. The sound of them sliding sounds like a knife coming out, like a metal sheath. Yeah. And then the sound of her rubbing them together, like you could just hear it, like it was like, and and it's just those attention, like it made every scene. And the fucking, oh, um, you know, when like it switched to a scene where in that same scene it switched to a shot where um, where where um, Ido was or Ido was holding the holding the the yes, hammer, rocket hammer, yeah, the rocket hammer, and you could hear the engines, mm. you could hear them to the side. You could. Tell me, all it was. Um... It's in the trailer, so it's not really a spoiler. It's when Alita pulls out her heart, she's holding yeah, she her heart. She tries to give it to him. Yeah, I was and like, it's going. Ugh. Like that little, the little. That was an Americanized thing. Yeah, that, that was, was definitely great. an Americanized thing. She does that in the, in the manga. She Does pulls, she? Yeah, she removes her heart and tries to offer. I it. I haven't seen. See, I haven't read the manga. Yeah. I've only seen the the anime thing. And she's called a galley. Yeah, <laughs> the um, original manga is called uh, Ganmi, but it, they she it was, was called Gun. It's how people keep so fucking it. charming. I mm. can't get over how well she did in like in a role mm. that was a lot of. Although you say it's a lot of people acting, there was so much CG. Yeah, and yeah. she was somehow perfectly encapsulating like the big eyes and stuff. The facial expressions were right, and the reactions were right. And it's it's right after and that. And the swerve between wanting to fight and being fun and having yeah. a fun time wasn't as like extreme as anime tends to be. It was a lot more smoothed out. Yeah, 
like she just you just it'd be like you know that bit in the good bit the one good bit in Batman v Superman you know when Wonder Woman gets knocked back and she smiles and yeah, yeah. the one bit of character in the whole film yeah. other than when the Jolly Ranchers are being forced into an old guy's mouth or when Batman <laughs> goes and kicks the shit out of five people yeah that's pretty great um, <laughs> that was pretty great it's, it's like just... she you see her mid combat she'll like knock someone down she'll like <laughs> she'll have a little bit of a laugh on her I face because like, she's like enjoying oh, the no, shit see, out of I fighting didn't, I didn't see that so often I I saw that as she just likes meeting someone who's when a the barber kicks off. She's like, she's into it. Yeah, like she's laughing stuff. Um, oh, good I use was... of the f word. Yes, yeah, really good <laughs> really? use of the f word. Yeah. No, I um. Patrick I was H. Say, H. Williams that, can add it that, to his follow up video. That scene with the um, that scene with the heart. It's mm. the fact that she puts it and she and she immediately like there's this just this there's a good just ten fifteen seconds of silence where she's like looking in the eyes. She goes. That was intense. Mm. Like that, I was yeah. like, "That's fucking charming." I love when she gives a big speech and uh, everyone starts laughing. Yeah, <laughs> just, and then she just kicks the shit out of everyone. Yeah. That bar fight was. I need you to stand back a bit. Oh, yeah. I want to. I, I want to say as well. I don't want to spoil too much at the end because loads yeah. of stuff's in the trailers. They showed shit yeah. tons in the trailers, and, but they showed shit tons in the trailers. But none of it was contextualized, right? So yeah. when you see the film, it's you won't see it the same way. Like you, I usually, when you've seen a trailer of something, you're like, mm. oh, I can see what's coming up. It's going to be that bit from the, oh yeah, there you go. It's a bit from the thing. Like in this, I was, every time it was a bit from the trailer, I was, I was always just like, huh, I still smile to myself. I was like, did not see that bit coming. I know, I know that reference. Um, Ed Scrin. Scree. I want to just say that he's going to get a shout out as one of the better villains mm. of films recently. He's not even a villain, is he? He's just, just an arsehole. He's, he, well, he's not even an arsehole. He's become a robot. That's kind of mm. the, it's kind of the whole thing about it, isn't it? There's, yeah. Like you, you either adapt your body enough to become able to handle the hardness of the world, even though the world's not actually as harsh as it was in the manga. It's pretty harsh. But it seems all right. Doesn't a lot it? of people have cybernetics just to do their jobs. Yeah, because they're all working in service yeah. of the city above. Oh fuck! And also, I want to. I want to just quickly say, um, my my, I one of my favorite things in this is the first person you see who's really cybernetically enhanced. Is that dude who just takes his top off and he's got like half his midriff missing and he's got like a robot? I was like, oh, that's a good effect. <laughs> it's like seeing people take it was top so off. fucking gross. No, it was really gross. It was like because it was all like stapled to him yeah, and yeah, shit. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a that's a good effect. It's a grim film. It is grim. It's got some um, violence. I was going to ask the thing. The thing that I don't understand. So the people with their heads, there aren't yeah. any artificial people with just heads. It's those are the people that have completely given up their bodies for cybernetics. Pretty much, they've just gone yeah. the whole hog. Because I remember in the I remember in the manga or in the anime, sorry, there's that scene in which the guy he keeps thinking stuff and he's like he's he's like oh oh and he starts repeating something and he mm. freaks himself out and then he goes and he he cuts his head open and he's got a computer chip instead of his brain where his brain's been removed and he's actually been programmed to like yeah he has that like and I wanted to I was going to ask you because you obviously know more about the manga than I do and I'm I'm going to start reading it I think I think I'm going to get into it for a little bit. There's um, only nine of them. Nine is books. that it? Yeah, nine oh. books, yeah. I know there's three OVAs. The, the OVA was one thing. It was like three half-hour things, and when they released it here, they put it together as one movie. Oh, there's like two other films as well? No, there's only, that's it. That's the whole... Oh, really? That one that released in the UK and oh. US was... It's like an hour and 15 minutes long or whatever. Huh. That's the whole thing. Like, they just... They never did. They never adapted the whole of it in anime. You know there's a PlayStation 1 game? Elite Battle Angel. Yeah. No, it only came out in Japan, but there's a mm. PlayStation One battle. But it's it's set in the Martian War, so it's not in the uh, mm. yeah. Interesting to see what that looks like. I might I might see if I can find a copy, and get it working. Um, but yeah, um, it's I I I was expecting my reaction to Aquaman to be my reaction to this film. Mm. I was expecting like I was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be overly sweet. 
not really justify the sweetness and also have a lot of like really form formulate dialogue. That's what you get for doubting Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, I I put my hands up after I thought after Machete Kills or whatever the second Machete mm-hmm. film was. I was gonna. I was in for another shit show like that, but no, he fucking went into it. It looks like a, Dave, a James Cameron film, which is fucking great because James Cameron is a good director for all his faults. It James Cameron's like a great director. He yeah, just it, made Titanic and Avatar. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it looks. It looks like a James Cameron film. But it has a lot of that that Robert Rodriguez energy. It's got his style. Yeah. Um, and also that Jeff Faye cameo. I really like the idea of someone being so attached to their dogs they got the cybernetic implants for their dogs as well. Mm. And that scene with, like, a lot of the stuff, you'll see um, some people will act like... Well, some people will completely remove themselves and put themselves in a robot body to survive the wasteland, and other people hang on to their humanity. And one of the nice things are that the humans and the robots sort of... They can be level-pegging when it comes to a fight. They don't like... Um, there's no, like... None of that bullshit they tend to put in American films where it's like, oh, the humans hate cyborgs or anything yeah, like that. There's none like, of that in people there. People just get on with it. Yeah. But there's um, there's a really nice fight where it's Alita against the big dude mm. and there's a moment where she sort of gets taken out of the fight and the kid goes in and just immediately goes, oh, I know what I can do. And after Ido's gotten a good hit in with the hammer, the kid goes in with a flame grenade and then Jeff Faye throws the dogs in mm. and the guy's like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> I've been beaten to shit. Someone's hands in my eye. I'm done with this. Bloody coward. <laughs> Bloody coward. Yeah, but yeah, really fucking good. Like it's not. It's not a perfect film. It isn't. And it. 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 Like at best, it's like a six, seven out of ten. But people think that that's a bad score. But that's a great fucking score for a movie because you don't rewatch nine to tens out of tens because they're usually really. You no know nerds are going to hate the film though. This because you know yeah. what the nerds are like. They. I know. They'll pick out that Fuck they changed them. the name of the floating city. Oh, I just don't care. And they'll be those guys. that's ruined it. But this, and yeah. they just don't like adaptations, do they? This that's is, the thing. They don't like the anything adapted. This is a yeah. good film. I can watch this again. I might go see it in the cinema again. I might check it out again. People always doubt Rodriguez, man. But you know, because the thing is, Rodriguez, you get his fans who are like, "Oh, I love Desperado and stuff and Sin City." Oh, you get the but they don't. They don't like it when he makes something that isn't for them. I hate those people because they're the same people that try and defend Once Upon a Time in Mexico. <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Mexico is great. It's fine. It's not it's great. great. No, it's fine. It's comprised of three really good scenes and then just crap in it's between. A, yeah, it's great. It's mostly it's mostly a good Johnny Depp film, <laughs> which is upsetting because he's only in it for like 15 with his minutes. Dog. Weekend Glazes. Yeah, it's just not good. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, no, this is this is the I I mean, like I said, six to seven. That's like a sweet spot for a film. If you can get something that's a six or a seven, that's a rewatchable movie. That's a movie people talk about. If you watch, if it's if it's anywhere from from seven to eight. You're probably dipping into drama territory. Nine, nine to tens, like Oscar winners and shit like that. Like really, really good films. There, you don't watch them again. Stuff like The Last Jedi. No, Last Jedi is, Last Jedi is like a six to seven. It is. It's a ten out of ten. It's not ten out of ten. Remember, you've got to keep saying it's better. (laughs) Um, Last Jedi is like a six, six, seven out of ten. Because I've watched that again. I saw it in the cinema and I've watched it again. And I, and I've gone, I really like this. Like you, like you take, you take anything that's one to five and you just throw it out because it's it's either something that's so bad it'll eventually be considered good and it'll be a laugh or it's something that you just don't ever want to see again. the threshold? Where on the Police Academy scale is the, is the oh, drop we're, off? We're on the Police Academy scale. Yeah. So, police Academy so, scale which has the perfect downward spiral. Police Academy 1 no one actually remembers. Police Academy 1's great. Yeah but people don't remember <laughs> I it. I do. 
The second one, Citizens on Patrol. Citizens on Patrol is the fourth one. Oh, sorry. Citizens on Patrol is the fourth one. The second yeah. one's the one with the guy behind the door, the masked dude, right? Possibly. Yeah, the villain that no one sees and he's being like, he's leading everyone from behind that glass door and it's just his silhouette. And then you've got three, which is... That's Citizens on Patrol. Yeah, Citizens on Patrol is the fourth one. So what's three? Don't know. Anyway, one through three. Five is uh, Operation Miami Beach. Oh, that's where it drops right down. <laughs> yeah. That's where you get like a two. Six or is one. Uh, the um, city under siege. And seven is Mission to Moscow. See, six. Which I saw in the cinema. Six, city under siege. Not a bad film. <laughs> that's a four. <laughs> Four's the. Was four the last one with Steve Gutenberg or was it three? No, it's four. Yeah, because he wasn't even. Because he trained. The he Miami tra- Beach one, was he? And yeah, they, he trained. They tried to have that other guy who wasn't funny at all. God, what's the fucking name of the, the guy from. Um, he's a director now. The guy who played the crazy dude in. Uh, oh, freaking Bobcat Goldthwait. Bobcat Goldthwait, yeah. yeah. Free had Bobcat Goldthwait in it. And he's pretty good in that film. Yeah, he's so. in. Yeah, he's. Was he the third one? Was he in the earlier ones? No, he's in the fourth one, Citizens on Patrol, because he applies when they've got the police academy. Yeah, yeah, but he's days. the bad guy in one of the previous ones. Is he? Yeah, he's a villain in two or three. One oh, of them. Okay. I yeah. can't remember. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, I, just, I wasn't expecting this. I wasn't expecting this at all. This is, this is as happy a circumstance as I could find in terms of, like, you know, films that surprise you. Battle Angel later. <laughs> I thought they're probably going to anger people. They, don't, they never once explain her eyes. No. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. People go, why are eyes so big? It's weird. And people go, no, oh, it's giving me Uncanny Valley. Like, fuck, I didn't think about it once. Well, no, the Uncanny <laughs> Valley thing, like, um, who was it that was... Uh, Mark Commode was going on about the Uncanny Valley thing, and he yeah. says that it's kind of the point. Yeah, she's not meant to look entirely human. No, it's meant to be noticeable. But I didn't she's... think about, like, oh, this looks weird. No, no. This wasn't that uh, PlayStation advert. Like I was saying about, <laughs> like I was saying about that bit where she was like, where she goes, that was intense. Yeah. I was like a little bit like, I'm into cyborgs. Yeah. Like, nothing wrong with it. Like, it's just, it's just. I was imagining weird... a scene where she has to ask her dad to build her a vag. <laughs> no, it has touch sensitivity. Yeah. It's adaptive as well. It moulds to what she needs. Yeah. So I just form a vag for her. Yeah. As if he's ever had sex. Anyway, for the too nerds, busy in the gym uh, her model of cyborg had specialised so they could see more of the battlefield. Well, yeah, the um, and, all have specialised. Yeah, all her they all have wide eyes, yeah. yeah. So, that, so that they could see everything. Hmm. Fucking idiots. Yeah. And, and she also, isn't it? the anime. She's like the only character who's got big eyes. It's weird for an anime that everyone's normal looking Well, yeah, person. Dr. Ido has tiny eyes. The eyes of a mole! Not as and, tiny as, ne- as Nero. Hugo had Nova. Big, Hugo Nova. had big eyes. Nah, he's a normal guy. Do you have normal eyes? Yeah. I don't remember big eyes. Anyway, I mean, a battle angel leader. What a fucking surprise! Because yeah. you say that everybody everybody underestimates Robert Rodriguez, but let's face it, the trailers didn't do this any favors, and they all look generic. Yeah, actually. but Rodriguez is the director of Machete. Yeah, and Machete kills. Yeah, Machete too. Um, oh, there's still some stuff I really like. I wish they spent more time on the uh, the hunter killer thing because they really skipped over that. She was only doing that for a day. <laughs> well, that's like, that's like arc three of the comics. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It'd be nice <laughs> if they got like a few. If they just had a few of her hunting stuff because I really wanted that out of it. Um, but um, well, they just had scenes where she beat up bad guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they changed the they changed the. Well, it's hard hard to talk about without spoiling it. But I'm glad they changed the the way that um, Hugo has his issue mm. towards the end of that arc. Um, I'm glad they changed the way that he comes out of that because 
in in the thing, like it was really obvious. They had like freaking bandages dangling down and stuff. So it's like, what's happening? No, ignore it! Ignore it! Shut up! Shut up! It's like the fucking head's clearly attached to something. It's like it's, I don't know if you remember, but it's yeah. just like it's like two big metal tubes sticking up on the head. It's like, <laughs> and the guy comes over and goes, "It's clearly what the fuck is going on there?" And I'm just like, "No, it's fine. Let her go." Yeah, She's done her job. And he's like, no, look, seriously, there's something fucked up over it. <laughs> no, it's fine. You're spoiling the film for everyone. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, but, God, I'm not going to give it a score. You've already perfectly encapsulated that it's, yeah, like I said, six, seven out of ten people, people said. Not going to give it a score. No, no, but like I'm saying it falls, <laughs> it falls in that bracket of a good film that you can rewatch. It's it like, score. you literally gave it a no. score. Anyway. <sighs> so, Anne. Anne. And, 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 and where the fuck is that fact I had lined up for this? Shit! I've just got pictures of Jeff Fay on my phone now. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so did you know that the uh, raccoon has the ability to rotate their hind feet a full 180 degrees allow, to allow for their ability to climb down from trees head first? Mm. Isn't that interesting? That's good for them. So, my last review this week is going to be a film that was literally released in the last couple of days. <coughs> Oh, God, that tasted a bit like tea. Um, I saw The Lego Movie 2. Is this your last review? Yeah. So it's called Lego Movie 2, The Second Part, which is clever mm. because Lego comes in parts. And also it's the second part to the story told in the original original Lego Movie. Uh... So the original Lego Movie, uh, we reviewed it on this, on this podcast, didn't we? Possibly. Go back in time and listen to that podcast, and then you can... It's probably on iTunes. Thumbs up, Apple. You know, go back, have a listen. Uh, but the original one was it's about... On SoundCloud. That's where the podcast on, is. And SoundCloud and Google Jesus. Play. We're on everything now. That's where anyone listens. No We're one on listens everything. to anywhere else. Yeah, we, well, we don't see the metrics for it, because we can't. <laughs> Fuckers. Um, so, um, so basically, yeah, the, the original one was the story of Emmett being... Uh, he found that he was the special and got entangled in a plot to stop Mr. Business, or... President business, business. President business. Jeez, um, stop him from freezing all the Lego people. Movie law. Stop him from freezing all the people in glue. And it was it was all about growing up. It was all about growing up, getting old, and and giving up childish things. But at the same time, making sure you connect with the people that you love and passing down these things for future generations to enjoy. Um, and and it ended on a positive note. It ended on the realization that that everyone and no one is special. Essentially, being special is. Is, is just being a person and, and having the ability to stand up and help people out when they need help. And everything was awesome, wasn't it? Everything was awesome. There's that great song with The Lonely Island. Um, the sequel, we find... Lonely it's... Island and Tegan and Sarah. Yeah. Uh, the sequel, we find stuff on harder times. So it's now no longer Brickburg. It's now Apocalypseburg. Um, mm. And everything's a bit Mad Max. So they've got these cars. Batman's got like his little rubber armor. So he's got these little tires around his shoulders and stuff. Um, and, and everybody's just sort of fallen on hard times and has adapted and become... What's that kid's fault, surely? Yeah, yeah. A little bit. Um, so you know the end of the first film, Duplo gets introduced and, like, yeah. the sister's like, your sister can come play with the stuff now. So what happened was anything that was cute or shiny was destroyed by the Duplo aliens. Oh, no. So what happened was that Emmett and everyone else had to make everything look horrible and ugly and apocalypsy so that everything stayed away. So all the cute fairy stuff... Stop getting destroyed or taken away by by the Duplo aliens. Makes sense. Um, and well, it's it's um, so this one is more about connecting with the people around you, and, and it's about a brother learning the same lessons of his dad. Essentially, that he will get old and his imagination will wane, and he won't want to play with these things anymore. But his sister, who repeatedly wants to play with him and wants to learn about him, 
Um, you know, and, and, and wants to be part of that world. So the whole idea of stuff getting taken away is actually the sister wants to play with the stuff that's shiny and cute. Yeah. And so they stopped using it because that meant that they could play with their stuff and the shiny and cute stuff had to go away. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's another, like, it's another really fucking good movie. It's, it's odd because the first film was perfect in, for what it wanted to be. And then it excelled against that, uh, against all odds. It excelled to be more than just a piece of product placement. Because I, the first one, one of the funniest things about the first one was that once it was released, the Lego sets became Lego movie sets that you could buy. Yeah. And they just reused a lot of the minifigures that were in the other sets. So you had like Ghostbusters and Emmett fighting back against Unikitty and stuff like that. And, um, and that's, that's silly in its own right. But I never thought they had merchandising in mind when they were making it. Of course it is Lego. Yeah, no, but you know what I mean? I don't think they ever went. They'll oh. make everything out of bricks if they could. <laughs> I don't think that the guys, Lord and Miller, wrote it with the idea that they were going to make a whole new range. Mm. They were mostly using, use, like generic stuff to make it. And then they took, they took the licenses that Lego had access to and had a bit of fun with them. Yeah. A lot of that's back in here. You've got all the crew again. Jason Momoa voices Aquaman. And this is technically, right. this is technically the best Aquaman movie I've ever seen. It's fucking great. He plays the role perfectly. There's a scene in which everybody's getting sucked into an apocalypse hole and everyone's like, no, I'll save you. And Superman's fighting back against <laughs> fucking Jason Momoa. Lego Jason Momoa runs up and goes, cannonball! <laughs> Jumps in. Nice. And I was like, and there's a head count after everything goes wrong and they've got, they're basically, the aliens come down, they capture a bunch of people for a ceremony, they don't say what it is. Um, and I won't ruin the ending because it's, it, it is, it has a really interesting message, but they capture everyone and, and take them away. And, um, they're doing a head count and they go, okay, so we've only got two people left that are, that are specials and warriors other than Emmett. And one of them is original Aquaman. This <laughs> is the gold shirt, green gloves, crap blonde Aquaman just standing there. And they go, Sherry Bobbins and Mary Poppins ripoff that Dad got from China that year, <laughs> and it's just like Chip, Chip, you want Chavez? We'll go and ride an umbrella. Spoonful of salt makes the medicine go down. And I was like, "Well done, movie." Uh, but um, but yeah, it's really, really fucking fun. Really good message, and it has like some nice callbacks to the first film. There's a scene in which Emma goes and it's in the trailer. Emma goes and orders coffees. And, uh, and it's like everyone there is like a Mad Max character, except for Emmett still wearing his vest and his, his yeah. blue trousers. And, and he goes up and, um, and he just goes, uh, can I get one black coffee and one coffee with just a tad of sugar and, tw- uh, sorry, a tad of cream and 25 sugars, please. Well, that's still smiling, still happy. Um, Rex Danger Vest. 25 sugars. Yeah. Rex Danger Jesus. Vest comes into it, also voiced by Chris Pratt, who's a bit problematic right now, but we'll ignore that. Uh, he's also voiced by Chris Pratt, and he's like, basically Chris Pratt's um, role from every movie he's been in. Mm. So he's like an adventurer. Every time like he introduces himself to someone new, he gets like six new cards. It's like Man of the Soil <laughs> and stuff like that. It starts off being like an adventurer, a teacher, raptor trainer. <laughs> And like, and goes through that. And then when someone else introduces him, man of the soil, works hard, doesn't eat, doesn't eat carbs. Like that. And I was like, that's great. That's fine. That's fantastic. Um, my, oh God. Like, there's a lot going on in this film. I, I'd say that going to see it, you have to see it to really understand like everything. Um, one of the things that stole my, stole the whole show for me, the Raptors have subtitles. So they just like in Jurassic World. <laughs> no, not like, 
<laughs> the Raptors have subtitles and have clear thoughts and pilot Rex Danger Fist's ship. <laughs> so, they're, so they're all like crew members. <laughs> and there's a scene where I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a scene where he has to wrangle up the Raptors. I'm not going to talk about the context. I'm kind of a spoiler. But he wrangles them all up by getting out of his ship with a tennis ball, and he holds a tennis ball up in the air, and the Raptors all start running towards him. You think, oh, he's going to throw it. It's like, it's like just say, tennis, tennis. Oh, I love tennis. We're going to play tennis, and they all get on the ship. Oh, and one of them says, I'm crap at tennis. This is getting on. It was awesome. There was um there's another bit where like there's a bunch of them coming out of ships to like have this big space battle. And you know like in, in the Lego movie everybody's voice is the voice going like pew 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 that's how it does it and the Raptors just have subtitles and say pew pew but as they fire it goes like ah, ah, <laughs> like a raptor noise. <laughs> um God, there's just there's so many great fucking jokes in there. It's really funny. Like like I said, the Raptors just steal the show and everything they're in they just have stupid subtitles like just ridiculous stuff, but it's it is worth seeing just for that scenes alone. Yeah. Um but the whole film, really, really good. Really enjoyable, really silly, but at the same time. It's like the other one, it's sort of it goes above and beyond to get a message out. And the message, like I was surprised how it tied into the first one. And it's one of those things that it's a stupid, subtle way that it ties in. Yeah. But it was like it worked very, very well in the context. And it's all to do with the new villains and like how everything works and how everything took a turn. It's all tied into that really cleverly. And yeah. it, it's weird to say cleverly because it's not, it's kind of stupid, but it's stupid in a clever way. It's that same thing that Lord and Miller always tend to achieve with like 21 Jump Street and stuff like that. Like the drug scenes, they would always take drugs and then everything would just have this like mini freak out. And then they'd like, like, um, have you watched 21 Jump Street? No, I can't be asked. Cause... Okay. Alright, fine. There's a scene where Channing Tatum takes a drug that basically gives you five <laughs> stages, and one of the stages is it gives you like, like a euphoric, like, like a god complex. Mm. And, and it cuts to each of them dealing with this. And Channing Tatum's example is, it cuts to a, a close up of his face as he's writing on a, on a blackboard. And then it turns around and he says, and then Spider-Man defeats the Green Goblin and boom! Science, bitches! And there's just a bunch. He has covered the board in nonsense. Like, like there's drawings and stuff. And it's almost like that. It's like, that's a really stupid scene, but it's so clever to just have him... Because you, like, whenever you see a scene like that in a film, it always, like, it always ends up being like, oh, they're a genius. Look what they did. It's clearly just a fucking dickhead. He's drawn shit all over a body. Yeah. He has no idea about And probably just ate, like, spoke about Spider-Man comics for 12 minutes. But all these people in the room just like, I don't, I, I don't know how to react to this. It's <laughs> just complete silence. It's like the, um, in like the next same scene, I think that he's, like, playing a drum like a mad person. Yeah. And then he stops drops everything and then jumps through a gong <laughs> instead of playing he just jumps into it and then collapses <laughs> it's like stupid scripted well it, that wasn't scripted but stupid stuff like that works very well and they, they play against that in this and it's just so bright and colourful you say they ad-libbed the film no 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 I think the Lego they, movie ad-libbed I think that oh, what 21 Jump Street no Lego movie no not the Lego movie 21 Jump Street has a lot of like no. ad lib stuff because there's a lot of comedians you can just let the Lego just just let Lego do whatever it wants. Yeah. In fact, that is a theme of it. There is a thing about Lego. Because you remember at the end of the first Lego movie, he was able to move himself? Yeah. That comes back. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, fuck. Really recommend it. It's not like, again, not a 10 out of 10. It's probably not even like... I would say that this is very much a context movie. 
if you don't like Lego, if you don't like the first Lego movie, if you don't like like Ninjago or Batman the movie, because they do mention Batman the movie. Um, in the first couple of seconds of Batman being introduced, he has this very sad monologue. Hmm. He's singing this giant like rocket launcher, and he's just like, yeah, well, I was off doing my own side adventure when they all went to the other planet, so Superman and stuff like that left without me. And, you know, I'm totally fine with being on my own. I don't need people around. Like, I had a whole relationship and this whole romantic up, but it doesn't matter. I'm just, I'm back now, and I guess, I guess I'm just Batman because Batman's alone. That's being alone, isn't it, Alfred? And Alfred doesn't say anything because clearly they couldn't afford to get Ray Fiennes back to do yeah. it. The voice just goes, mmm, sir. <laughs> just shows up. He's like, it's like, yeah, Alfred's still with me. <laughs> and he was like, okay. <laughs> it's just like that. <laughs> and that, the whole thing actually kind of plays into the story of the thing because he's, he's desperately alone. He keeps mentioning how alone he is. And that becomes t- connective tissue for another character. It's, it's really fucking funny. It is. It's, but yeah. So, Lego movie. Um, it's Julianne Moore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty strong, but it's not perfect. She's not made a Lego. Do you think there is a Lego Julianne Moore? Yes, there is. From mm. the Evolution set. Oh. It's also Lego David Coffney. Comes comes in both clear, clear... Uh, no, sorry, comes in both clothes and non-clothed. Wasn't there one of the weigh-ins in that? I can't remember. One of the weigh-ins? No. Who's... It's Orlando Jones. Orlando Jones? Orlando Jones. What happened to him? <laughs> he... he... Started, started acting in that... What was that film that... Not that film. What was that series with Julianne... No, not uh, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, where she she had ghost boobs. She could speak ghost to boobs. Boobs. She could speak to boobs with her boobs. Uh, yeah, ghost whisperer. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I. It's the only joke from Family Guy I remember for the last like five years. But it's the uh, one where they go, "Why do people watch Ghost Whisperer?" And like, why do the ghosts always go to her? <laughs> There's a ghost who walks over to her and just looking down at her. Like, I don't know why, but I'm just really drawn to you as a person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm losing my mind. Okay, so did you know that? You are you ready? Yeah, sure. Well, you sure? Yeah. Well, did yeah. you know that a raccoon's hands are so nimble they can unlace a shoe, unlatch a cage, and deftly retrieve coins as thin as dimes from your shirt pocket? It's got little human hands. <sighs> On the mammal IQ scale, raccoons rank higher than cats and just below monkeys. Mm. I don't say what type of monkeys. They're clever little creatures. They're fun. They're nice. I like raccoons. I like raccoons. I think yeah. they're awesome. I'm really. I'm actually quite sad that don't Mr. Oreo died. Mixed up with skunks. Skunks are also very intelligent. They relate to weasels. Yeah, they know how to shit in your face. No, they um, fire the gases right in your fucking, your fucking dirty shit glands. Well, they relate to they relate to honey badgers, and we saw how clever honey badgers are. Mm-hmm. I don't like the fact that honey badgers can walk like people. That bit where he's got the broom and he's like, I'm going to take this over here. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't like this. They're lovely. They're good. They are really... Yeah, I've got, they'll I've got, claw your eyes out. I've got ferrets, haven't I? I love them. Hmm. Take ferrets when you claw your eyes out. They'll probably bite you. How many reviews have we done? Uh, it's your last review. Is it? What have I reviewed? Battle Pool Angel. Panic, Battle Angel, Leah. Yeah, Apex. Oh, yeah, Apex Legends. Yeah, that was the other thing. Right, cool, here's the last review. Jeez, I lost track. What did you review? Kid Dracula? Yeah. Huh. You still uh, doubt me for uh, reviewing Kid Dracula. we got to get those retro gaming likes in. I know. we got, we got to diversify. People don't listen to our review for our beautiful voices. They listen we didn't to watch form. anything else like that what you could you? have reviewed that would have been relevant. What are you thinking? I don't know, man. Like, you could have watched something. You you have Netflix on 24-7. So. I did watch a series. Quite often I hear it playing in your room when you're asleep. Uh, how do you know I'm asleep? 
Because it's like 4am and you've got work the next day. Uh, so. My army's leaving. Mm. I'm up until 2 some nights. You do have a habit of leaving. I know. I know. The timer's on it now. <sighs> dear, what dear. good that does. So, you walk around the house holding your laptop, watching stuff. Like, you need to sit down and just concentrate on something. Stop drinking that. Stop making the noise. Because look right. how much that peaks the fucking audio. Okay, fine. Go with you. Jesus. Jesus. <sighs> Wargroove. Do you know that the raccoons can live up to 20 years? Yeah, you were saying Wargroove. Yeah, Wargroove. Yep. Um, Wargroove got released finally this past two Why'd weeks. Why did you say finally? Because um, it was originally meant to come out in like mid-2017. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like they announced it was going to be just a small little Advance Warsy game and everyone was like, oh, I really want to play that. So they expanded it and made it bigger and added more levels and a creator map mode and more characters and stuff like that and expanded it. Made a big old game that's sort of, you know, pretty comparable in size to the original Advance Wars games and stuff. No. Um, yeah, it is very much Advance Wars fantasy game. A lot of people like that. It's got a lot of its own stuff in there, like capturing bases isn't handled the same way and how you repair your troop crew isn't the same way and you have a you have a hero character on the field um, which is probably a bit more like uh, other games that I can't remember <laughs> Starcraft it's not Starcraft Warcraft 3 you know Warcraft 3 if you have a you have one hero character during the battles uh, I didn't play that nerd shit fucking Warcraft and... Warcraft 3's Warcraft great. fucking wizards and knights and shit fuck off I played Command and Kunker which is the raccoon version of Command and Conquer. Command Conquer's terrible now. Hey, look, right. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, anyway, Command and Conquer Rivals, I'll have you know, is one of the best games ever. In fact, right now, I'm going to boot it up on my mobile Don't. phone available now on no. Google Play, what? And iTunes. Put it down. Anyway. Are we not getting War- paid by them anymore? No, we never were. Anyway, Wargroove. Like, you see a lot of the DNA of Advance Wars in there. It's- Shut up. They made it because Nintendo just seemed to don't want to make an Advance Wars game anymore. Well, so they got that Fire Emblem money, didn't they? And now everyone loves Fire Emblem. Yeah, but Fire Emblem is kind of shit. Fire Emblem's good. It's just like it's kind of shit. It's not as good as Advance Wars. No, no, it's kind of shit, isn't it? No, it's good. Have you heard first, ladies and gentlemen, and thinks that uh, Fire Emblem is shit. Mm. But anyway, um, the only there's like a few issues with it that I have, but they are patching a few of them out. Like one of the issues was. Um, when you select your troops, you can see what they're strong, what units they're strong against, which ones they're weak against. Yeah. But the pixel art for what those units are is like, like they've done a lower resolution version or a lower detail version of Did the you main get sprites. On the PC? No, on the Switch. Um, and How it's like it? really difficult to tell who those troops are. How much was it on the Switch? Seventeen ninety nine or something. Okay. But um, yeah, they, they you can see the units and it tells you which ones are strong or weak against, but it's like. You can't really tell which one's which because they're made out of like eight pixels in those little icons. So they're switching that out for generic ones to represent what class they are. And you'll be able to hold a button on it to show what they look like and everything. So you can, you can recognize them. So you can go, Oh, that's what that one is. Oh, right. Um, cause each army's got its own look. So it's like, it's a bit tricky to tell who you're looking at. Um, and the only other thing that's really a bit of a pain in it is that, um, Pretty much every campaign mission, it'll go, here's what you have to do to win the battle. Mm. And then you're doing that, and then it'll go, here's some more troops we just pulled out of nowhere. 
and it will just be like a bunch of troops start turning up on the map. Oh right, so it's, which it's, Advance Wars do a couple of times, but it's every level. Well, Advance Wars did that a lot, but the thing is that Advance Wars would always say, "Oh, you didn't take the docks, so they've you've taken the docks, so they came in by air and stuff like that." It would change up a bit. Well, it would let you know if something's going to happen. Yeah, there was like a mission on Advance Wars where um, you know the Eagle's going to have reinforcements in eight turns, so you have to beat the map before then, or you'll be fucked. Yeah, um, but this is just literally like you'll be working your way through the level and suddenly you'll be like I've got some more monsters who have come up from the south and the north and they're attacking um, but I mean one thing that's an advantage though is that there is another way you can win the maps it's not just wiping out all the opponents but if you if you kill the commander then you win the map automatically All right. so if things are bad and you can get your troops around the commander you're saying for him and then you fuck can it up kick him in, yeah kick their ass one of the commanders is a dog it's a what? dog called Caesar I like him. He um he encourages better um performance from troops nearby. I've heard that dogs as well. They run off in weird directions when they when they finish up. So they, they just like go and disappear in different directions. They all run off off screen, whichever yeah. way is opposite where they're facing. So yeah, yeah. I'm I'm definitely going to pick it up. I'm probably not going to pick it up for a little while because I've got other stuff to take care of. But um, as soon as I get a chance, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a go. Yeah. Um, I might even get it on PC, just because you know, give it a go. Your kids today get on Switch so you can play on the toilet. Um, yeah, when when it, that is why I bought a Switch in the mm. first place. So I just won my game of Command and Conquer Rivals. Don't play that. Um, and I've got to say, this is post pounding action that truly encapsulates. How much have you got to pay? To where us? was the script? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, when it does that whole thing where it chucks in other enemies at you and you end up with a battle that you probably won't win the first time you do a map. Yeah, it's a bit of a pain because you can't save during the map and you can't. Oh, does it not have like, the a checkpoint ma- system? No, nah, you can't just save like you can in Advance Wars. You can save yeah. and come back to it later. Yeah. Um, like most turn-based strategy games, really. Yeah, they let you have um, like at least at least a couple of... I mean, normally you can just save mid-match and just return to it later and carry yeah. on. Because they long drawn out things. And the, the levels take like 45 minutes to an hour to do. So it is a bit of a pain when you're 30 minutes into the level and it'll be like, here's some more enemies and then you lose. And it's like, I wasn't ready for them. I didn't know they were coming. It's... Ugh. Um, there is an arcade mode though, which is much more classic um, Advance Wars, where you like just have a straightforward battle against an opponent. Yeah, and it's kind of like a bit like Street Fighter. It's like each general will have a series of opponents to face, and so you work your way through them. I don't care about your fucking command and conquer. Put it away. <laughs> Stop playing your freaking games. You're trying, especially doing a podcast. I am doing a podcast, but I'm also playing the post pounding action of Command Conquer Rivals. Who cares go. about that game? Everybody cares about that game, man. Mm-hmm. Everyone don't really know, Warbridge but there's over, there's over 3 million players on, on uh, Google Play and iTunes playing right now. Come on, Conquer. So you could be one of them. Four, there's 3 million mums. You know what, right? Playing. Command and Conquer rivals. I know that I say sometimes that Command and Conquer has died. Hey, I'm going to keep doing ad read. <laughs> I tricked you. There's no so, ad. Oh. What are you doing? All right, okay. Never mind. I'll mute you again. Don't do that, please. Yeah. The only thing I survived by is the brief moments that people listen to my voice, and it's not very often. Yeah. I found out about a film. A film. I found out about a series of games called Blackthorn this this last couple of weeks. Do you know about Blackthorn? Don't care. It's made by Blizzard. Yeah. Who coincidentally? It wasn't a series of games. It was one game on the Mega Drive and SNES. And what? Thirty Two X and Game Boy Advanced and Game Boy Color. Yeah. And Game Boy and PC. No one played them. What the fuck? How have I never heard of this game? It's so bad, though. It's that, like Abe's Odyssey, not, if Abe's Odyssey was Wargrave. about a Native American man who shot people in the face. 
Yeah, sorry, war group, you were saying. What's the point of me trying to review stuff if you're just going to start talking about other stuff? I don't know. I'm sorry, I'm drinking some water. Yeah. Stop and doing sorry, that. I didn't, I didn't mean to. <laughs> Stop drinking water. You don't have to crush the bottle as you do I it. I didn't mean to. It's just as the air escapes the bottle and goes in my mouth. It then decreases in size. You're not meant to drink like that. I'm trying not to, but my it's... nose is blocked. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Anyway, Wargroove, it's good. I'm going to buy it based on your recommendation because you're so good at recommending this stuff. And you know, you've commanded and conquered this conversation to convince me. Uh, <laughs> fucking game. How's it play on the Switch? Is it right? Any it issues? Like game is... It's a turn-based strategy game. Plays like Command and Conquer, like uh, fucking Advance Wars. I'm surprised that Nintendo haven't kicked off about it because the Advance Wars like they don't care. They just want loads and loads of indie games on their store because people buy them in droves. Mm, that's true, and it well, makes money. Nintendo have realised that if they have other publishers releasing stuff on their consoles, they make more money. Yeah, that's why Blackform's coming out. No, it's not. No one cares about Blackform. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, How did it get released so many times? Do you know there was a sequel to Altered Beast? Don't care. On the Game Boy Advance. Don't care. Do you not? Don't care. Did you not know about it, though? Not, I'm just going to mute you again. Don't, don't mute me. I'm mute sorry. Again. So, yeah. So, that sounds really good. Wargroove is something I've been really excited to try, so... Yeah, but you'll probably just start talking about another game when you pick it up instead. <gasps> and you're so good at reviewing. Yeah. I'm sorry. You done? <clears throat> do you do a live stream of Wargroove or something? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Are you done? Yeah, I guess. Oh, God. Like the two and a half minutes I got to say anything about Wargroove for. <laughs> we said Wargroove like 40 times in this No, you, said, you just kept saying Command and Conquer. That's what you Sorry, I'm not going to yeah. talk about Command and Conquer anymore. Yeah, yeah. Who's your favourite troop type in Wargroove? I don't know. Is it medieval? Sort of. Medieval fantasy thing. Yeah. Get giant golems. They look get... like castles on, with legs. Oh, cool. Do you have boats? Nah, that's nah, yeah. all land based. <coughs> is it similar to Advance Wars where you can like take houses and stuff and that increase the amount of troops you can have on? Well, you could capture maps to earn money, to oh, okay. capture buildings to earn money, like Advance Wars. It was the barracks that you build troops from. Yeah. Yeah, full. So, um, we've had a few of these released over the last few years, like simple 2D ish battle games. And I know that Into the Breach recently released on Switch. Yeah. Would you say that this is equivalent to or a good companion to? It's a very to? different game. Well, it's very similar in terms yeah, of... Into the Breach is a roguelike, I mean, freaking strategy game. It's like chess, that game. It's yeah, like, no, but this is kind of like chess. This is more of a sort of RPG chess. battle thing. Yeah. It's good. I like, like it. Have you played it mostly through the screen people. or mostly on the... Um... No, mostly on TV, but yeah, it's got nice pixel art. Does it have touchscreen yeah. controls? Probably. I don't know. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to touch the screen. I'd ruin it. Get fingerprints all over it. Jesus Christ. You dare touch my freaking Switch. I'm going to touch it now. I'm going to fucking... <laughs> I'll touch you in a minute. Well, we've got gas. I said <laughs> Jimmy Savile to... I said Jimmy Savile to every five-year-old ever. Um, anyway. That was it. That was it? Yeah. You happy it's good. Now? It's out. Buy it. It's about time. Get Just, it. Get you know, it. If What's, they can it? What's it on? Make the campaign mode a little bit more fair there is difficulty sliders in it but chucking random enemies at you is I like a bit games, harsh so there's no difficulty level they just it's the game look at God of War God of War's got difficulty 
Not until you play it through once. It's got it's got an easy mode, it's got a normal mode and a hard mode, and then you unlock the um, insane mode, or whatever it's called. It's got four difficulty levels. Yeah. You're full. Not that Resident Evil 2. Resident Evil 2 well. doesn't have any difficulty levels. Resident Evil does. No, it doesn't. It's got three difficulty levels. No, it doesn't. And it's got a fourth one you unlock when you finish it. Tofu mode. Dear, you don't know. You don't say pay attention, do you? It's not like uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. That's got the master mode. Do you unlock when you complete the game? It's, no, it's DLC. Oh. It's not like uh, Spider-Man 2 on the Xbox. I can't remember if that's got... Probably has <laughs> got you, you fuck. Um, it's not like Advance Wars 1 or 2. Advance Wars 2 has a difficult hard mode. Yeah, when you finish the game. Yeah. Which obviously you're not good enough to do. Well, you mm. know how it is. But anyway. You know, so stop is your arm. Yeah, I guess. At the end? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Are you looking forward to anything coming out soon, Anne? No, you... March... Nothing at all. March 8th? What's out March 8th? Uh, I don't know, that new Woody Allen film? Yeah, that's out, March 8th. Uh, oh, we've got Happy Death Day 2. Happy Death Day to you. Yeah, are you looking forward to that? Have you seen the first one? No. Have you not? No, I didn't care. Oh, it's actually quite good. Yeah. Oh. Um, are you going to go see Aquaman? It's not even in the cinema now. It's been out like two months. Oh yeah, sorry, uh, Captain Marvel. It's March 8th. Is it? Yeah. I've got midnight screening tickets. Why? Because I thought that there'd be a train to get back from Guildford. There isn't. So no. Train stop at one. I'm probably not going to see it. Just walk <laughs> back. Probably going to go the next day. Uh, Lion King's out this year. Why are you booking tickets and then not going? Yeah, because I can. Just don't do that. That's a waste of money. Yeah, but I can. Don't have to. It's not a waste of money because I just have the unlimited thing. But two other people could have gone to that. Yeah, they could have. Um, so we've got Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile. That's out soon. Did you see Glass? You didn't, did you? No, I didn't care. Hobbs and Shaw? That's, don't Hobbs and Shaw looks anyway, ridiculous. So that's the no, 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 because that's a trailer that came out. Mute, yeah. No, because that's a trailer yeah. that came out recently. We haven't spoken about Hobbs and Shaw. It's okay, because it's a tra- we haven't seen the film. Yeah, no, but Hobbs and so, Shaw, are you excited about it? They're, re- they're introducing supervillains into the Fast and the Furious universe. They've already got supervillains. No, but like an actual, like, super-powered human being. They've already got The Rock. Yeah, but like an actual... The Rock is... A, he's still human in that series. <laughs> <laughs> He ripped off a plaster cast from his arm by flexing <laughs> and then said, his, Daddy's got to go to work. He decided his bones were healed, so he yeah. got out of it. Yeah. He showed that by flexing the out. The Rock is a superhero. Remember when we get shot in Rampage and like <laughs> five minutes later, he's just like, yeah, it's just a flesh wound. <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's all right, don't worry. Went straight for his stomach. I'm bleeding quite a bit, but don't worry about it. Um, okay, so the Hobbs and Shaw. So you're looking forward to that. I don't, I don't Who's know. your favourite, Hobbs or Shaw? It's just Controversial. Well, you can't like Shaw because he killed Han. Well, did he yeah, did. turn out something else? Did it? In the no, end? he did. No, you literally, you literally see a scene of him ploughing a car into hand. You know what? I don't judge people based fucking... on based on that sort of thing. Uh, Fighting with my family is out soon. Yeah, that's a film again starring The Rock. Kid, mm. uh, kid who would be king? The Rock's barely in that film. He's in one scene. Is he really? Yeah, it's a cameo. They sure is. Is it all the, the stuff? He that's just in produced the trailer? it. That's why he's all over it because he produced it. Oh right. Um, the Kid Who Would Be King is yeah, out next yeah, week. Cool. I'm going to go yeah, see that. Yeah. Are you going to go see that? No. Okay. Spider-Man Far From Home. Excited about that? Okay. It Chapter 2. Shazam is out soon. Oh. Forgot about that, didn't we? Yeah. Shazam? You I think everyone's forgotten <laughs> about that. <laughs> they should have released this Captain Marvel and just stared down dead at Marvel and see what happens. <laughs> released it the same day. Yeah. The box office crossed over. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Across the street. 
difference every <laughs> the exact same cinemas of Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel but what would be Marvel presents Captain Marvel what would be DC presents Captain Marvel hmm. and the amount of people that would just see the wrong fucking film um, okay uh, we've also got uh, Aladdin's out this year John Wick 3 mm. that's scheduled to come out this year you excited about that um, I'm just. I'm you don't trying need to, to do that though. Cause... Yeah, but I'm just trying to be like. I'm trying to introduce stuff to the podcast so we can talk about this. We we'll do it when it come out. Oh god! But you won't see the same films I see because you don't like stuff. You hate good stuff and you like bad stuff, like Aqua. <laughs> How to Train Your Dragon Three? You gonna go see that? No. Did you actually watch How to Train Dragon One Two? Yeah. Do you like them? Yeah. Why don't you go see the third one? I can't be asked. Why don't you go see the third one? Eh? So I want to be set in a cinema with a bunch of little kids. That's how I was today when I went to go see a Lego movie, and I was pleasantly surprised most of the kids seemed to not care. Hmm. Uh, so you're not going to go see the kid who would be king? It feels like a mistake. What you do to pick up people is, you know, your own business. Like, what do you mean to pick up people? Go and see the kids' films. What's, what's wrong with going to see kids' films? Oh, I see what you're saying. Lots of single mums. Mm. Smart, smart guy, smart guy. Mm. All right. Uh, Are you done? Uh, yeah, we're done. It's just dragging out the end. No. Of the thing for no reason at all. I just I miss you when you're not. It just went off the rail. I know. I always do. Yeah. <sighs> all right. So this has been Crit Apocalypse episode 103. Possibly has it? I don't know. I don't know. Thank you for joining us for fun facts about raccoons that Ant wanted to introduce halfway through the thing and I, I went with. He's still angry at me. You were so desperate to get those raccoon facts in and when I started doing it, just <laughs> so angry. See, you spent the last five minutes just naming things that are out this year. You could fit a raccoon fact in. <laughs> it's right, I could get another one in. Wait there, wait there, wait there, wait there, wait there. Wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Gonna... Oh, shit, no, fuck it, I can't find it. Um, okay, so this has been Incredible Apocalypse episode 103. You can find Anne at LV54SpaceMonkey on Twitter. You can also find him on YouTube as the most popular, and this is still relevant to the to the podcast, most popular Mellow Gaming channel on YouTube. Literally called Mellow Gaming. Until that marshmallow. You are still more popular, a friggin- right? You're still more popular. Channel. Yeah, but you're still more popular, right? Probably, I don't know. How many how Chances many, are how some fourteen year old will make a channel called Velo Gaming <laughs> and it'll instantly have a million subscribers. How many views you got? How many what? How many subscribers you got, sorry? Seven hundred and forty seven. Ah oh, so close to eight hundred. If you guys get them over the edge, that'd be great, all ten of you. Um, and you can find me at Crit Apocalypse on YouTube and Twitter. Feel free to drop us a hello and stuff and talk to us. I don't know. How do people talk normally in the future? So angry. Stop, I don't know, man. Stop being angry with me. <laughs> As always. Gotta stop getting hopped up on goofballs. I know. I'm so tired. As always. Have a sleep. Yeah, might have a nap. As always. You can find us here at the same place. Have a cheese sandwich. Mm. Same place, same time. Um, same everything, really. In two weeks, yeah. Two weeks. Maybe. Every two weeks. Um, always, always remember Trump fucks kids. Uh, Republicans. Why'd you have to insert politics into Republicans are mostly paedophiles. And if someone's asking you not to harass people for something that's not relevant to an argument you're having with them, probably just don't do that. There's been a lot of people that have been making stupid comments because something called dead naming has appeared. Look. Dead naming's always been a thing. Yeah, I know. I know. But apparently people have only just discovered it. No. No. Fucking. But people are scum. 
Basically, people are scum, right? Right. Mm, probably some people are scum. For the most part, they are. Aren't people they? are scum are scum. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Ray uh, Winston in the film Scum. Um, I just want to give a shout out to, to some of the following groups being scum: the Gamer Gators, uh, right wingers. They pretend that's over now. Oh, do they? Yeah, right wingers. The Proud Boys are scum. They didn't just move on. Nazis to them, are they. scum. Uh, you know, you're a scum. Scum. Brexit is. Cunts. Your yeah, granny. Brexit is a scum. Your granny's a scum. Your <laughs> <laughs> granny's a scum. Actually, I think most people's actual, like if they got proper old grannies. Yeah. They're probably like the generation that's like not scum. Yeah. It's the ones that came after. Well, I it's think. It's the boomers, isn't I think it? Most of the people that actually experienced the war are dead now. So we don't really have any. Bastards. People, yeah, we don't really have any people that would understand. They weren't what that good Europe at wars, was. were they, if no, they died? They wouldn't understand what Europe is and what it stands for and what the EU stands for and, and how Apparently the were. EU's Nazi Germany. Yeah, apparently the EU's Nazi Germany. Who, although I'd argue that. That the people that support Brexit and a no deal Brexit are Nazis. Yeah. Because they're racist scumbag stupid. cunts, aren't they? Or stupid. Or stupid. Racist scumbag cunts who are stupid. I mean, if you disagree they with They had us, to cancel a contract with a ferry firm they, they gave loads no of money for. Yeah. Not just that, no employees. Yeah, well, you know why <laughs> they did that, don't you? So the guy famously is known for. Oh, this is just. This isn't conspiracy. Money laundering, probably. Yeah, well, that's the thing. So this isn't a conspiracy theory, guys. This is just fact. So the person who had that boat company that had no boats and had no employees and was known to be going bank, well, had gone bankrupt in the past. He was a money manager. He was, he had companies in and outside of Europe. Um, and essentially what was going to happen was that 13 million wasn't for a ferry company because the government doesn't, I don't know if you know this about the Tory government, but they don't like the government running things. They don't like the government owning things. That's why they sold off the rail service and the coal industry and everything else that we've earned. That's why they want to sell off the NHS. Because they don't own anything. They don't want to own anything because it costs money. They want to make immediate profit and then continue making profit by taxing people and then charging people for healthcare and things like that. That's, that's the secret of the Conservative government. You keep fucking voting from you idiots. But anyway, that's besides the point. That 13 million was just... That guy making a handshake agreement with his friend, so a bunch of Tories that once No Deal Brexit came in, they could fuck off with the money. Hmm. It was it was embezzlement, and no one no one is talking about it as if it was embezzling money, but it was embezzling money to the highest fucking degree. No one who was in that deal who was talking about what was happening, no one was unaware of the fact that company didn't exist, and it didn't exist. It had a fucking takeaway menu, terms and conditions as it's terms and conditions on the website. It was so shoddily put together. And no one is talking about this. The right-wingers are still holding up their rank. Brexit! Brexit means Britain! You don't know what the fuck the EU means. How do you know what Brexit means, you fucking pleb? You stand by and you fucking say things like sovereignty, as if you understand what sovereignty is. Do you know the Indian population were fucking... were running to the ground by us at one point. We owned parts of Africa. Millions of African people died in the fucking war. And you act like people aren't fucking deserving of coming to this country. Back. They act like they, they act like they know the fucking history of the world. And they're like, oh, I don't like it when I ride a bus and there's a fucking bunch of people talking. They're like, yeah, well, good luck, mate. You voted for the Tories. Now they're getting rid of half the bus routes, which, by the way, is more openly used than the fucking trains. You stupid cunts. You fucking mongoloid twats. Oh god. Well, that's when the podcast at some point. Yeah, let's end it now. So if you uh, disagree with anything I've said, then uh, feel free to jump online. Just give me a shout out on uh, Twitter, and I'll. Uh, I'll uh, talk to you for the whole of five minutes before I get bored because you keep saying sovereignty. I think we should just give you a microphone. You should just sit in your room just ranting. Oh, I fucking love that. 
Get yourself a desk, oh, a little mate. logo. Oh, I could be the new. I could be. I could be the new Alex Jones. Yeah, just you have to be chilly nonstop. <laughs> legends, legends hiding in skin. Oh, brain pills, brain pills. Uh, it's weird there's no left-wing conspiracy theories. Yeah, you know what? Weird that, isn't it? That is weird, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know why? Because it's really hard for it to be a conspiracy theory when it's based on fact. Yeah. Fact. It's like I always say, conspiracy theories only grow and evolve in our day and age because stupid people really, really need to feel smart. Mm. So when someone comes along and they say, hey, stupid person, you know that lizards exist. You're like, yeah, I know about lizards. Yeah, well, you know that there are people that are lizards. Does that explain why some people are rich? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah definitely. And then in the head they go, they go, I'm a smart person now. I know the secret to richness. As they write smart down with a crayon and they yeah. put the R and the A the wrong way around. That's around. why I've got five kids and no money. I'm not a fucking lizard person. I wasn't born as the right species. I'm not a lizard, the rodite. Or a fucking homo lizardarian. Whatever the fuck they call them. People are just stupid as shit and they are so afraid to admit. Man, show them V. That'd blow mind. <laughs> That's the thing. Again, it's the thing, though. Like, there was someone online who was cackling away, going like, "Oh, thought police should try to shut us down with Twitter terms of service." And I was like, "You read 1984?" <laughs> yeah, nineteen eighty four. It started out by people saying, "Don't harass people of color." That's how it started, right? That was that was the first page of the book. It was like, and then the racists went thought police, and the police went, "What do you mean thought police?" And they went, "Well, I can't call this black person a slur That's anymore." Nine eighty four. I don't know if you read nineteen eighty four. I can't call this black person a slur anymore. And they turn around and they went, they went, oh God, it's like 1984. I've read 1984 and I've also read Fahrenheit 451. And and I don't think that people realise that the reason that most books were destroyed was because religions and things like that were pretty bad and hard to control. So they got rid of all of that shit. They got rid of the books in Fahrenheit 451 because it was educating people too much. And if they got rid of books, people yeah. wouldn't question things as much because they yeah. wouldn't be able to and learn. Also religion. Which makes no sense in a post-internet world. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. But um, and they also kind of had the internet as well, didn't they? They had the internet and VR. Yeah, but it was all like managed and yeah. controlled. But like, yeah. But one of the things that one of the, the equivalent was, would be shutting down any sites that you know were educating people. Yeah, it was basically control of information. That's what Fahrenheit like four five one. But it was also yeah, and they mentioned like one of the key deciders was religion. Like it's one of the things is that religion, religious books and things like that. No, they're the only books they allowed to keep. I think was right. it religion? Yeah. What were the what was nineteen eighty four? 1984 is the one where um, Britain's a fascist government and they basically keep everyone under work control and they control their emotions. Like every aspect of their life is controlled. Yeah. Um, you know, they get their two minutes of rage a week mm. and all that sort of stuff and yeah. you don't question anything. And John Hurt was still alive. Yeah. Yeah. You but, should um, probably read 1984. I've read them both. That's the thing. I'm trying yeah. to fucking remember them properly. I think you got them mixed up with an issue of the Beano. <laughs> And when Dennis and Menace fought back against the tyrannical government. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Oh, I might be thinking of Equilibrium. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Carter. Kids today. I don't know what's happening in my brain. Um, Jim yeah. Carter. Jim Carter's a great film. Jim Carter uh, of Mars. But yeah, but no, just, just on a very quick final note, like, it isn't... Can we- can 15 I, can minutes I just, of just, just you randomly can ranting I just, about can stuff. I just, can I just say that if you're in a fight with someone and they're being an asshole to you, you don't need to turn them. You don't need to turn around and say, "Oh, you're a black asshole," or "You're a transgender asshole," or go and do something that specifically points out and facet their 
facet of them as an individual that has nothing to do with your argument. It is simply someone... You're just going <laughs> to cut your eyelids off. I'm just going to fucking shove my scissors in my ear. <laughs> and just, just end it. Just end it. They're not big enough. <laughs> even shorter when you do. They're still the same length. You don't need to go that far. How far are you? I just you? silence everything and then I don't have to Oh, right. You're going to do a Hawkeye. Hawkeye did that in the Matt Fraction himself well no Mr. Hush did it in the Matt Fraction book anyway okay it's been Queer Apocalypse you're all still cunts but and it's less of a cunt because it's the podcast can I click stop now yeah go for it fine bye guys